Yes, people can be interested in new ideas when those ideas are expressed clearly and effectively. Welcome to the Research and Destroy podcast. Here's what we do. Step one, we take a subject. Step two, research the shit out of that subject. And step three, destroy the subject as we discuss what we found. With your hosts, John, Adam, and Justin. I'm John. I'm Adam. I'm Justin. In today's episode, we are talking about... ASMR, apparently. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We'll talk about that in a second. Um, We're talking about incredible feats under pressure. People that have done amazing acts, right? Things that are kind of beyond human, normal human capability, maybe. Or is that saying? Am I overselling it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, That might be true. They made it all the way through Dumbo. (laughs) (laughs) My story isn't like uh, about this particular subject, but I I found something interesting. You guys ever heard of hysterical strength? Yeah. Yeah. That's I, that's like in my searches that I oh. came across that a bunch of times. Oh, interesting. I didn't that's use true. that, but it's pretty cool. I guess it's like it's strength. That's like they say hysterical, which I thought meant hilarious, but uh, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's not what it means. Um, it's not it's not it's not hilarious strength. It's a uh, <laughs> I think it just means hysterical. <laughs> like like <laughs> it means hysterical. Just like I guess like crazy. It's I guess crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, crazy strength. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited mm. to talk like about you. I got some stuff to talk about. Like the Hulk. Yeah. Well. You're going to no. talk about the Hulk? He's got, okay. yeah. he's got his <laughs> like, I just no, want to no. talk about the Incredible Hulk, please. <laughs> yeah, right on. Um, well, cool. Uh, so I guess the idea is that it's, uh, well, I guess we're going to kind of be all over the fucking place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, Adam, do you want to, do you have anything, what did you thought you would get into or what you were thinking of? Because I think you brought this, you're the one that brought this subject. So what were you thinking yeah. you were going to find? Well, I, I, I like the stories that we do about, um, people in situations that are either pressurized or stressful or whatever else in the past that like is it it really forces people to act how they in their character mm-hmm. um so i just thought this would be an interesting topic that being said i thought it'd be easier to find what i was looking for i kind of was assuming there would be crazy people landing like airplanes that had no airplane landing experience and um, people that we're you know were just you. like that pirating ships mm-hmm. and stuff. I don't know. Um, just very strange things like that. And I was like, oh, this has to be. There has to be tons of stories like this. Okay. But they're probably more specific than that. So I was like, I had to do quite a bit of digging to find kind of something that I stumbled upon that I is is very interesting. A little bit different than I originally thought about. But we'll talk about that when I get to. Cool, cool. And John, um, so you same type of stuff you were looking for, or what? What do you think? Well, so so Adam worded it as um, uh, acts under pressure. Um, so let's uh, I'll, I'll put it like this. I took it I took it sort of literally for comedic <laughs> effect. That's you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're welcome. It's still, but it sort of falls under the uh, falls in Adam's uh, wheelhouse. I guess I'll say. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, Adam, do you want to start us today? <clears throat> sure. All right. Awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's. Now that we've recorded our opinions, I, I think we should investigate to find out whether or not our opinions are based on good reasons. My quote-unquote act under pressure, uh, as I was digging around, I found a woman from the late 1800s, early 1900s by the name of Nellie Bly. Or I guess that was her, her pseudonym that she eventually went by. 
and originally, originally it was Elizabeth Jane Cochran, and she was from Pennsylvania. Grow up. Um, <laughs> but that, that being said, let's get it out of the way now. She did marry a guy later on, a millionaire, and her name ended up being Elizabeth Cochran Seaman. So let's Shut the fuck up. Mind. Really? Okay. Yep, Hold real. on. Stop the podcast. <laughs> Is this the amazing feat? She made the coolest name I've ever heard. Yep, that's it. <laughs> End Elizabeth, of story. Co- Elizabeth Cochran Seaman. Is that what yes. you said? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus goodness Christ. gracious. Like, what you say? I said, Elizabeth Cochran Seaman. He goes, yep. I go, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, yeah, I don't like it, actually. Now that I even I, got, I just did it. It's so Let's gross. Clean this podcast up a little bit here. So she she was known for a handful of different things. One of the one of the things that she was known for um, that I'm not going to talk about too much is that she wanted to um, rec- uh, break the record for ro- going around the world back in the late 1800s, early 1900s. So yeah. made famous by around the world in 80 mm-hmm. days, whatever. Um, she did it in uh, I think like a little over little under 70 days. So she, there's some stories about that too, but that's not my main topic, but she's pretty well known for doing it at the time for being like, especially one of the first women and one of the first people to go around the world in a brief period of time. She, in what, a balloon? Uh, in ships and trains and everything you could take back oh, in the day too. Oh, okay. She uses everything. Okay. Everything. They, the how fast right? can you, yeah. Like how that's fast can you do it back in the day when everything was like, you know, steam and coal and Is whatever. Is that, oh. was her plan was to be the world record fastest? She just want, she wanted to do it. She was, she was a journalist. And she had a lot of different, different questions. And I guess sometimes she would like, in order to sell her journalism, she went and did interesting things. So one of them was that. Another thing is what I'm going to be talking about. Oh, true. So, so Elizabeth, uh, her name, once again, her, her pseudonym is Nellie Bly. Yeah. She well, ended up writing a book about this. The way it other was. Yeah. It's, gotta... She shortened it up, Nellie Bly, instead of <laughs> the classic. I was like, I'm going to be Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> let's just call you. We're going to put your name in a paper somewhere, so let's get this yeah. thing focused. Kids are going to read this. What she, year was this? I'm sorry. You, I think you may have said it, but I don't remember now. She was born in 1864 through 1922, so okay. the turning of the turning of the century. Yeah, yeah. She was from Pennsylvania, but she mostly oh, lived like in New York and New Jersey, and she was uh, she was a journalist for uh, the, uh, the newspaper of New York at the time, mm-hmm. and one of the, it's called the New York World, and she pitched her idea to Pulitzer at the time who was head of the paper and said, listen, I want to go do this thing and I want you to give me permission to do that. And he said, sure. So okay. what was the idea? <laughs> the idea was not a lot of drama were, there, huh? No, nah, <laughs> like, great. <laughs> the end. Okay. <laughs> Just change your name. Every time you write it, uh, <laughs> she, uh, she wanted to go to, into a woman, like a lunatic asylum and confirm that there were people that were being treated unfairly. That is that was the her. politically correct term uh, that we use, or is that at the time? Asylum? Yeah, at the time. Are we getting in trouble? Are we getting in trouble for that? Oh, okay, all right. No, because like, because she ended up going to what, the women's lunatic yeah, asylum. Yeah, lunatics. Yeah. <laughs> so is it just a bunch of people that wanted orgasms? Because didn't they like think those people oh, were hysterical? <laughs> like that's what they would do. Like a woman would be like uh, slightly emotional. They'd be like, "Oh, she's hysterical." Oh yeah, <laughs> put There's her some in of jail. That. There's okay, some of that, okay. basically. Well, I'll okay. go through that. But she eventually gets, once they get locked up in the Women's Lunatic Asylum on Blackwell's Island, which is now, um, was, which is Roosevelt Island. Um, it's the island in, near Manhattan. It's also that... known as Shut Her Island. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yes. That's you know, it. 
can we pay Justin in puns? Like, I, I don't know. Like, uh, uh, do we pay him like per pun? Like, I don't know. How does this work? We don't pay anybody yeah, on the show. Yeah. So, <laughs> free puns. You get what you pay for. Which is well, once again, what we couldn't use under pressure. So thank you for that intro. Yeah. So, yeah. so wanted to. We can't use it. So yeah. it's the, the small island in between Queens uh, on Long Island and Manhattan Island is where they used to have a bunch of prisons and row homes and things like that. Basically, she wanted to go in there and unveil what was going on. So what she did was she pretended that she was, quote unquote, a lunatic at the time, quoted that she was a mad woman. And in order to, in order to do that, she had to like pretend. How did she do that? She, she basically had to assume the characteristics of insanity by, to, to fool the doctor. So she like didn't sleep for a while. Um, she didn't eat very much for a very handful of days. And then what she did was she went to like a, um, like a, like a halfway house, like a, one of these homes that you, you live in, they pay some people to do your laundry and stuff like that, simple stuff. But there's a bunch of people around that, that at that time were like not too well off. And she began basically saying that she like didn't remember anything to the landlady there and that she, she would like bump into people and be like, I don't know what's going on. And like, she just started like putting up this idea that she was kind of crazy until eventually one night um, she heard uh, in the early morning, like the cops came because the landlady thought that she was so crazy that they had the cops come along and escort her. So she played it up and she went to court and at the court, she was talked to by the judge and she comments she has a whole um journal about her experiences in was the it? asylum yeah and and pre uh the book is called and, and this this is what the whole subject matter is it's called 10 days in a madhouse and she wrote a book about all of her stuff leading up to it and while she was in the madhouse what she unveiled go ahead justin i see it i'm just There's wondering how there. i'm just I've, I've thought about this before like because i've seen things where people are like Maybe it's just a phobia of mine. Like, okay, well, let's say I do this and then now I can't get out of the crazy place. Mm-hmm. Right? Because, like, people are keeping them there, right? Yep. You're saying, what if you try to fake being a lunatic and then they just believe you finally and they just keep you there forever? Yes. Like, I'm going to go no. in for 10 days and write a story and now that's like, well, now they're not letting you out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Which was scary yeah. back then, too, because, like, they did, the science was not up to par as today now, right. too. Right, just like, people, like... You're hysterical. You're well, in there. At that point, yeah. at, at that point, it becomes a never-ending story. Mm. Our tax, no. Yeah. So uh, the, uh, <laughs> she she talks to You're the judge. You're basically the nothing, John. <laughs> uh, Screw you. You're that big sneezing dumb turtle. I hate you. <laughs> I had no pun there, so whatever. Yeah, all right. That turtle has a, a name. big turtle. They look... <laughs> Like good, <laughs> strong hands. Yeah, that's you. You're a rockman. Rockman. Yeah, I, I could, I'd take that. But so, I couldn't hold on. <laughs> so they, she went in there. Um, she pretended she had a headache, headaches and stuff, and she like basically got pulled into a courtroom. Um, they eventually uh, was she was taken to a doctor, and apparently the the first doctor that she talked to was like so caught up in her play. Of, of it and was also distracted i guess by another woman who was like who was also there that was like an assistant yeah which nice. just stre- screams of this terrible like old 1900s kind of movie stereotype but apparently that's what she noted wait she so, said that eventually no go ahead keep going keep going i'm sorry i mean yeah. so so eventually so the doctor was like yeah she's crazy they brought her to the, to the court to see like what should be done with her as she was brought in there too and the judge was like super sympathetic 
and was actually she said one of like the nicest people that she met like in in this whole process process yeah right and he said uh, she said it quote um, the Judge Duffy sat behind his, de- his high desk wearing a look which seemed to indicate that he was dealing out the milk of human kindness by wholesale. I rather feared that I would not get the fate I sought because of the kindness I saw on every oh, line. He's going to be so nice. He's going to be like, yeah, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> but she was still playing it up this time because she wanted to get thrown in, right? She wanted to go there to figure out what was going on because they weren't what letting she- people in then. What was she doing to play it up? So she was like claiming that she didn't remember anything. Um, and she was basically like saying that she don't remember like anything about her history and she would do things and say that she forgot them and say like she was kind of like yell at a turn like she was just like doing the stereotypical things that she would think that crazy people did back then and at that time it was like the doctors were like these are symptoms she's crazy like she's like reading she's like reading a book that says evolution is real and they're like oh (laughs) (laughs) clearly crazy So she's, she's at like the voting booth, like trying to cast a cast her ballot, and they're like, "Yes, like, oh my, steam power <laughs> sucks," and then they're jail. <laughs> she was uh, she was very progressive though. Like later on, she's, she pointed out as well. But she was like, she's super like for this time, especially too. It was pretty cool because she was uh, a lot of her quotes and things like that too. She's very um, she's very well educated, and she is pushes back on people, especially men that are like trying to like kind of you know step all over these women that are like going to the asylum and stuff and she so some of these quotes i'll get like, to like a few, she's pretty she's pretty badass but like, like grabbing grabbing people uh, and like you'll see like like forcefully doing things to people that she's not cool with gotcha. and you know she's it's kind of scary as her point not treating people so, like people correct treating them like animals like like terrible animals is what <laughs> ends up happening one of the guys like takes her out of the, the courtroom or whatever too and she basically the judge basically says to her that only this person who's like this nice guy will be able to like escort her in and blah 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 and in the meantime when she was getting escorted to the next stage of where she was going there was some other guys big guys trying to like grab her and like bring her places and she like pushed them back and she's like no this is my guy he escorts me everywhere this guy's nice or whatever too and like she, like pushes the big guys away that like end up ignoring her for like the rest of her stay um, she's kind of badass <laughs> I, guess she, yeah. I, she, I guess she knows that she's you know she knows she's sane at the same time and she's going to have a way to get out that, that's her assumption i guess but she's pretty she's pretty she awesome doesn't. uh she doesn't get out no like she was crazy the whole time that's oh. the whole point mm, yeah. <laughs> 12, 12 monkey situation <laughs> oh true yeah <laughs> so uh she gets into the first location where she goes to bellevue hospital you guys know of Bellevue Hospital, right? I only know of it because it gets referenced in like cartoons and stuff. It's in, like, in New York, movies. right? I think State it's in New York. York. I think it's in New yeah. York. Yeah, it's it's kind of like where all the um. It, par- this is partially even based on you know the uh, what's that show that had um, horror Sh- story? Shutter America. Island, America. <laughs> American <laughs> Horror Story, with the Asylum one or whatever, where they're at. The, I've never the, seen that never show. Seen I'm just I'm just saying like. You guys made note of that, but that's that that this one is basically based on that. True. Sure, that's okay. based on this. That's based on this. I know um, of Arkham, like Arkham Asylum. Yeah, for talk Lunatic. about Arkham Asylum. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. is the Joker in this in in Bellevue? Like, what what happens? Like, what what goes on there? Yeah, the Joker may be in Bellevue. Yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. You guys cool. are the worst. You guys both know a fictional place more than the real place. <laughs> How am I supposed to talk to you guys? Okay. Hey, how crack much a comic you... book out no, It's not our on. fault. Yeah, that one's on you, buddy. <laughs> The problem's on me. Get your oh, head yeah, in the clouds. Yeah, 
They're it's rebooting hard. Batman for a reason, Adam. They're not telling stories of this dumb bitch. I mean, for Christ's <laughs> sake. <laughs> I can't. I can't. This is She's the probably fourth... really nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> they actually did tell a movie about this, and it just came out last year. But that's fine. It's okay. It's like, cool. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, when Joe can, conf- <laughs> how do you say it? Go ahead, spit it yeah. out. Is her mom's name it. Martha? Is okay. Hold on, real quick though. Before you start doing research for this episode, how much did you know about Bellevue Hospital? Me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I just I don't know a ton about it. I just know that's based. It's, right. it's, like, it's like the basis like for a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like you know what it is. You know that it's like sure. it's known yes. to be like an insane, a crazy insane time. Yeah, good. Yes. That's that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you're all over our shit. You're like, you're well, you know you I just learned it myself. Well, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm so sorry. Pumped. I'm I'm, I'm imagine, riled up today. I imagine, I imagine one fan recapping this episode with another fan. It was like, man, it got really good when Justin and Adam started arguing about <laughs> fictional versus real insane asylums. <laughs> <laughs> and guess who Come sounded on. insane? Both of those two. Uh, yeah. Damn, this oh. thing's really taking a, a turn to the for the worst when John's the voice of reason. I know, for Christ's sake. <laughs> she grows a beard and then he can't like shit on anybody anymore. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Freud now. Um she so don't shit on anybody. <laughs> so Bly, Nellie Bly, she got yeah, forced you. into Bellevue Hospital, right? And there were only a couple different patients in the ward. It's pretty sparingly, and the whole ward she was in is like three other patients. And I guess some people there, even one of them, she said, for example, was seemed like a young chambermaid woman who was there um, some time ago after experienced a breakdown from overwork. They just like worked her into like a like a frazzle, and the the people that like basically just said that she's insane, and she was in there. She seemed totally sane to her. And a then, person that was in the hospital. Another person was in the hospital that was there because there was only three people in this ward in Bellevue initially with her. One of them also, as she goes into it in a second here, is, uh, is it seems like she's just like doesn't speak English very well because they had a lot of people that were from overseas that were either like, you know, um, housemaids or of lower status in the households that couldn't speak English very well. And sometimes a lot of times like the higher privileged men would like get mad because they would certain things like maybe they were having like an affair type of situation or they wanted to get rid of like women that didn't have a lot of education and they would like use power to shove them into the asylum system to just make them go away to make them go away Yikes. right that's dark so, that was, so some of that was happening too so at this point in time when she's in bellevue and afterwards when she goes into the next prison she switches it off she turns off the crazy mode and she pretends at this point um I think it's at this point right here that she's normal again. Like she, she lets go of the front of being crazy mm-hmm. just to see if there's a way, if she's normal to get back out. Right. So like, yeah. if you do some crazy stuff to get in, is it possible to like redeem yourself in the eyes of doctors to get yourself back out of the prison? Okay. So Man, risky I'm, endeavor. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. And I'm guessing the problem is like, it doesn't matter how normal you are. Once it doesn't matter how normal you act. Once you, you've already, once somebody's already decided you're crazy, it kind of mm-hmm. sticks with you, right? Like, yeah. Oof, wow. So how do you like? This is like, one how do you flew know over the cuckoo's nest. Kinda. Well, he. Right? he I mean, yeah, yes, he, he, was he wasn't really actually. Crazy. He wasn't. He wasn't actually crazy though. Or was he? Well, society considered him crazy because he did things that were against the norm, but they're not really against the norm. They're just kind of. Did you ever see the movie? Or yes, yes, I'm telling you that. Like the point is. He was. I don't in think there he was rel- crazy, but he was relatively normal. But he still couldn't get out. 
Oh, okay. So yeah. So what you're saying what I'm saying is true for him and that yeah, yeah. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. They already called him crazy, and there, and once he started acting normal, it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a while because I saw it when I was young, and it fucked me up. Why it, yeah. would, who would let you watch that? As a kid? My, I don't know yeah. why that snuck into the radar <laughs> for my parents, but I saw that when I was young, and I like watched that guy that like that slashed his wrists near the end. Spoiler alert. Oh yeah, Billy Bibbits. Yeah, when he all he Bibbets. wanted to do was like was like have sex with that woman or something, and she like gave yeah. it to him and then and then slashed her wrist. And I was like a young, I was young. I was like both those things combined. I was like, what is happening? In my How brain? young? Preteen, so like much. probably like Ooh. ten. Maybe. That's Christ. a little that's a little Eleven. young for that movie, I would think. I think yeah. when that movie was over, my, my parents were like, I don't remember it being like this. Like I don't know if they had like <laughs> seen it for a very long time either. Like I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, but it, that movie stuck with me for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, my pops had to read it and but it, he was in high school. <laughs> it's like a you know what I mean? Gotta have my pops. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the you. slogan for some cereal? Yeah, it's like yeah, corn pops. No, it's, yeah, the corn pops? I gotta oh, have my great. pops. <laughs> Billy Bibbits well, is also the voice is the voice of Chucky, and also he's in Lord of the Rings. Voice of he's, Chucky uh, the doll. Yeah, Chucky the doll. He's Did you Chucky and the doll? No, no, no. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he in Lord of the Rings? Uh, he's one of the hobbits. Obviously, it's because he's so small. Oh. Uh, no, I'm sorry. He's uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, he's a uh, Gandalf. Guy who plays- <laughs> no, <laughs> damn it. Uh, who's the guy who's like uh, he's 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 like the the servant of. Oh right, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Him, you know who I'm thinking of? Like the snake tongue guy, whatever the fuck his name is. That guy. Yeah, like, oh, worm tongue. Worm, worm tongue. Yeah, worm, worm tongue is, is Billy Bibbits, also the voice of Chucky. Yeah, Billy Bibbits. Listen, Billy did you see that they're rebooting that Chucky thing, and Mark Hamill's yes. going to be the voice? Yes, yes, good choice. Yeah, really. It is but a good why choice. not? But why why not the same guy though? Why not just pick Billy Bibbits to do it again? He's still alive. I bet he's still alive. He's still alive. Maybe they want somebody that's. Young. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake! Fresh I takes. don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they, I don't want, know. they want that young whippersnapper, Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> he just played the last Jedi. <laughs> he's a yeah. He's that an up and comer great... at age seventy. He needs something to do next. It's his last movie. Yeah, that's true. All right. So um, she was in the asylum, right? So she was in the first asylum in Bellevue. And is she, can I ask you a question? So sure. she's in the asylum. Is she keeping a journal or is she like writing letters out? Like how you know, is this information getting out? I don't know if she was keeping a journal while she was in there. I think that she was. Um, the notes are pretty pertinent to the exact like date and time. She has a very specific notes. So I guess you're able to, at the time, write, have like a journal in the cells or whatever it was. They're yeah. Like, so I, I think I, she's I normal. <laughs> They're reading her journal. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I guess she would have had to have kept a journal, otherwise we wouldn't know the story, right? Well, I'm not sure if she had it during those during that couple week period, or if she wrote it afterward. But I, I think uh, that she wrote it during because it's very specific stuff in mm-hmm. there. They basically uh, they at, in in Bellevue there was like a shawl they tried to put on her that was like moth eaten and like smelled really bad, and she was just in this like wooden wicker chair that that she would just have to hang out in, and they were just like, you have to wear this because it's too cold in here because there's no heat. Because you you'll just die in the kind of the winter time. Jesus. And so so that happens, and she she basically um, saw another doctor that was there at Bellevue, and the doctor there insinuated, I guess, based on her, even she was, she was acting normal. The doctor said that basically, con- almost convinced her that she was a prostitute, and <sighs> he he pronounced her like positively demented. Interesting. Yeah, just they they were wielding this uh, power and authority over these people with. Yeah. The, yeah. Because they're like, oh, oh, she's, she's in here. Why, why would she, Why would they put her in here if she wasn't insane? 
So my whole job is just to confirm that they're insane. Doc. Was that old timey talk? Positively I, demented. I bet sure. it was like, oh, I'm sure it was, was just it? like that. Okay. I thought it was the official Doctor? diagnosis. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. So I, she said uh, the next thing she spent like another sleepless night where the, the like the nurses and the people that were there um, were just like would read out loud through the night during their night shifts, like preventing people on the ward from getting any sleep, any of the quote unquote insane people. So like yeah. people didn't get any sleep over there because there was just a constant noise throughout the night. I feel like hmm. that makes everything worse. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. It just yeah. turns it to 11. They're crazy. Right. Not, no sleep is a. Have you ever seen. Um, Shit. It's a movie with Al Pacino where he's like yes. in Alaska and the light and the, yes. he, it, it's he's like uh, a detective no, or something. It is Al Pacino. Robin Williams. Yeah. Insomnia. 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 Great movie. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, really depicts being sleep deprived. Yeah. Very, very God, well. That, I saw that a couple years ago and I love that movie. That was great. <clears> it's pretty it good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And and he plays like they both play very dramatic things. Robin Williams playing a dramatic actor and that was creepy. Yes. Right. Yeah. Cool. He was a, the bad guy. Sorry. Yeah. So she gets. She doesn't get. She doesn't get a lot of sleep. Yeah. Correct. I mean, she doesn't get a lot of sleep during this time, and it it has some reflections, but her writing is still like really crisp and really solid. Um, the Beastie Boys wrote a song about this. Uh, about this. You um, idiot. Really? So <laughs> no sleep till. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even let me get it out. <laughs> yeah. No sleep till Bellevue. <laughs> He's like, oh, really? God. God damn it! Why did I even say that? <laughs> I don't know why uh, I, thought, I was like intergalactic. Where is this going? Nope. Oh fuck! <laughs> just uh, sleep, Adam. Door. Don't do it. Uh. <laughs> Adam just hung his head in his hands for a solid ten seconds. <laughs> did you did you know immediately where I was going with that, Adam? No, it took me like three wow. seconds. As soon as I realized, my face went down. I think yeah. Adam. I think Justin knew, and he's and, and you're going. I saw it. You're going. What song is it? In slow motion, Justin's like, yeah. no. <laughs> Beastie Boy. <laughs> it's just uh, you just hear so, John's as he breathes in. About to, it's all I slow motion. Say it. His My eyes getting big, his nostrils flaring. <laughs> no. I had my hysterical face on. <laughs> Adam's God damn. I just reach for the power cord from my computer <laughs> slow motion. Wraps it around his own neck. <laughs> Adam was uh, here. Fuck, people hate those that walking into a pun so obvious. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Dude, uh, <laughs> a quick side note, there's a uh, in in improv a couple we, we keep doing it now is that in the some of the scenes there's uh people trying to make puns in improv and like it's the it's when you're in a scene it's like the most annoying shit ever because you're trying to like have a scene but people keep making puns so it's like our thing now that like when people do that we just like break the fucking fourth wall and we're just like just stop fucking making puns man so like every scene that has puns in it it's just like this guy over here won't stop making fucking puns like that's the whole scene that was like how oh, oh, shitty the audience yeah like, like yeah the fourth wall isn't that yeah, like a little, a little i mean there's no rules that it there's no rules to improv. Oh, just right. True. Wow. It's out by yeah. a snake over there. <laughs> or back, or yeah. John's brain. So up next, she <laughs> uh, she uh, is is taken to she's gonna be taken to Blackwell's uh, Blackwell Island Lunatic Asylum. Wait, she's going is, to a new place because she was positively deranged? Yes, out of Bellevue. <laughs> Demented. Could yeah. they find a more ominous name? Blackwell yeah. Island. <laughs> Good lord. I guess Arkham. <laughs> The fence is like a wrought iron fence with like a bats and cats and 
Yeah. It's got gargoyles on uh, the top cool. of it with water coming out of their mouth. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the gargoyle sound, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. <laughs> uh, she was pronounced uh, insane by four doctors before going there. She was confined with a companion, and that particular companion was uh, an apparently possibly actually crazy. So that didn't help her situation. She keeps going. When she got to Blackwell Island, her she said it got significantly worse at Blackwell Island. And this particular lunatic asylum was just for women. Um, I think at that time they nice. did split them apart like that. And <laughs> just being an idiot, keep going. Yeah. She, uh, she once again continues to behave sanely. She stopped her old insane act to see what happened. And she she died here thirty years later. <laughs> this porn is right in itself. Jesus Christ Oh my god (laughs) was told to wait for 45 minutes When she first arrived And as she was standing in the hall She stood in the hallway there The women were taken to a dining hall Where there were a bunch of backless benches That were facing a very long table They were served thick slices of bread With rancid butter And five prunes each, Each person along with bowls that were filled with a pinkish-looking stuff that the patients called tea. And it had no sugar, and it tasted as though it had been just water in copper mugs. She is uh, mm. she is thrown her food by a hostile nurse, and she said the food was so in- inedible that despite her two days of starvation, that she couldn't swallow a single bite of the food. Crazy. Mm. Um, she said they also gave her another offering, and it was spoiled beef. It was beef that had gone bad and had, you know, when, when beef goes bad in like whatever, it has like that like oily kind of coloration that like reflective, like red, blue, like that you can see the reflection of that. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about like oil in the water? Red. I don't think okay, I've ever yeah. seen bad beef is. actually, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's brutal. She said they didn't have utensils. They um, just had to just had big chunks of beef that they just had like it had to eat. And some people just like ate them and she like couldn't eat any. That's what Ebenezer Scrooge eats before he sees the first ghost. Rancid he steak. Goes, Perhaps you're perhaps you're a bit of spoiled beef, you know. Like he thinks he's having like a nightmare because of bad food. Oh food. yeah, you're right. Yeah, Ghosts, he thinks he's yeah. having like hallucinations from the sickness, right? Of yeah, yeah, you know. Food poisoning. Yeah. I don't know how you remember these things. But you got a great expectation. You got to have great expectations when you invite me on the show. That's a good tip. That's a good. That's a good tip. Another Pro Charles Dickens reference. Yeah. You're welcome. So they they were t- they were next taken into a cold wet bathroom. I did get the Charles Dickens reference. I appreciate that. We were they were taken into mm-hmm. a cold wet bathroom. And they were ordered to undress. And she's like, did I protest? Well, I never grew so earnest in my life as when I tried to beg off. Um, they said that if I, if I did not, they would use force and that it would not be gentle. At this, Ooh. I noticed one of the craziest women in the ward standing by a filled bathtub with a large discolored <clears throat> rag in her hand. She was chattering away to herself and chuckling in a manner which seemed to be fiendish. I knew now it was to be done with me. I shivered. They began to undress me, and one by one they pulled off my clothes. At last, everything was gone except one garment. I will not remove it, she hat. said vehemently. But it yeah, was her hat. hat. And they, what? Took, they took off her hat, and she was like... Wait, was that, are you kidding? No. Oh! <laughs> no, Justin trolled me, and then Adam trolled Justin, and I was just like, I, 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 can't, I can't let you... Arkham or... Asylum fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge is no. a dish best served mediocre. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, she says... Uh, they took, they, took, they took off the garment. I gave one glance at the group of patients gathered around at the door that were watching the scene because everyone was just watching. And she jumped into the bathtub with more energy than grace. The water was ice cold, and I again began to protest. 
how useless it all was. I begged at last that the patients be made to go away, but I, w- but were o- I was ordered to shut up. The crazy woman began to scrub me. The crazy lady that was there with the fucking rag began to scrub me. I can find no other word that will express it but scrubbing. From a small tin pan, she took some soft soap and rubbed it all over me, even all over my face and my pretty hair. I was at last past seeing or speaking, although I had begged that my hair be left untouched. Rub, 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 went the old woman, chattering to herself. My teeth chattered and my limbs were goose-fleshed and blue with cold. Suddenly, I got one after the other, three buckets of water over my head, ice-cold water, into my eyes, my ears, my nose, and my mouth. I think I experienced some of the sensations of drowning, of, of a drowning person as they dragged me gasping, shivering, and quaking from the tub. For once did I look insane as they put me dripping wet into a, sh- a short canton flannel slip labeled across the extreme end in large black letters, Lunatic Asylum, B-I-H-6. The letters meant Blackwell's Island, Hall 6. So it's like, she had to have written that when that was fucking happening. That's like intense, right? That's insane. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's just remembering. I I mean, she could. She could. Well, that's why I guess, I mean, I'm not trying to get to the end uh, if she gets out, because like if she never gets out, then how does this story get out? Right. You know, unless unless she's sending it out. Asylum or Mm -hmm. someone in the asylum stopped working there and decided to tell her story for her. I don't know. I guess that's true. All right. right. That's you will find out. The point of that uh, segment is to show how they're treating her or to show how she's made to look crazy. What's what do you uh, initially just how they're treating because she's she's doing this whole thing to, to figure out if they're treating people humanely, <clears throat> whether they're insane or not. There's two just two different goals here. One, one is one is to see if you're insane or not. Are you being treated as a human? And okay. the second thing is, if you're actually not insane, is there a way to get out? Okay. So those are the two things she's trying to do. So this this was a, re- a reference to the first one where they're so treating far, people. So it's a no on both though. <laughs> so far it's a no on both, but definitely this is the first one. Yeah. Right. So they locked women into um, one to one uh, one to ten in a room, depending, and they don't. Uh, they have a, a fires furnaces in the middle, but she says that fire is very probable, and they lock all the doors and they have bars on all the windows, and there's no fire escapes. And the people there, the nurses oh, and things, boy. hate them so much that she's like, I don't believe anybody here would risk a life if a fire was happening to help save the patients. So that's a potential kind of big problem, which doesn't play out here, but eventually down the road, about 30, 40 years later, F. Scott Fitzgerald's <laughs> wife um, ends up dying in a situation just like this, where Trying she's in to... an institution and the place burns and nobody rescues them. And like all these people burn in this asylum. F. Scott Fitzgerald's his... wife died like that? <clears throat> Apparently. But was that's his wife in there trying to... I know. I, I think totally she different circumstances. She was just in there, but this is a situation that came up later, you know, and like 30, 40 years later after she wrote this thing about how they need to reform the system, right? Yeah, it's intense. The women all had dry with the same towel. They use like one towel for all the women. They, she said those with healthy skin, those with healthy skin and those without, with with extreme eruptions of rashes and infections, they use the same towels. Um, They had, they had a public comb. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait. Uh, like their budget it, 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 was, was so limited they could afford one comb. I wait guess. a minute. Was, was that L put in there accidentally? <laughs> don't. 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 It's the same thing. They have one public comb. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually is true. It's one comb. It's one comb. So she says, on bathing day, the tub is filled with water and the patients are washed one after the other without change of water. This is done until the uh, water is really thick and then it's allowed so... to run out. <laughs> and the tub is refilled no, 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 without no, no. being washed. And the same towels are used, which we just talked about a second ago. The nurses are brutal. and But if a visitor comes to visit you, which they did allow, I guess, sometimes back in the day for particular people, 
that they would hurry the person out and they would dress the person in better clothes than you would typically be dressed in and they would they would they would wash them in different water like they just yeah. wanted to keep the appearances up which is no no bueno um, <laughs> yeah that's, she went that sucks yeah she goes out to the yard i guess that day and what if you were if you were kind of the of the crazier bunch they would leather belt you um out in the yard and they would basically like kind of kindergartners they would like tie a rope between all of you so you're just like a bunch of like beans in a bean pod out there and you could just walk around Cute. only together That's yeah so you're cool. just like waddling um and you're just you're, so like you're the, the, to... the belt connects to the person's belt behind you who connects to the person Correct. behind you i got you yep by, oh, by yeah. a single rope it's a chain yeah. gang right basically yeah. they call it she called it a rope gang oh all right Probably so like imagine a chain gang but now the chain is a rope <laughs> <laughs> yeah can you ah, pick, can you ah. even imagine that john oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow I'm so glad we live in the 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they, the crazy ones are tied up like that. The rest of them are forced to sit on a bench all morning until nighttime, where they're scolded and beaten for moving or speaking. They are hmm. treated as mindless automata, unworthy of dignity or compassion, what she says. Interesting. So they, they can't do anything. They just sit on a bench all day while they watch these, the crazier people out there tied to, to a rope, just walking around the yard. This is, it. This is in, oh, yeah, it's in the yard, he said. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's what they do. All day. They just sit outside. They're just like sitting on a bench and they can't do anything. Drinking their milkshakes, waiting for the boys to come. Correct. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty much it. it and sense. Yeah, she basically sense. like quotes. She's just like, this is, this is. <laughs> waiting, for, waiting for the boys to come. Yeah. <laughs> any, any day now. Any day now. Check on this island watch. here. Keep um, <laughs> they, they, they don't give them anything to do. She's just like, this, this just makes people want to go crazy. Because it's, yes. it's just. It's just terrible, right? Like, she's like, I got nothing to do. Like, I don't get any sleep. What's happening? What am I supposed to do? Right? So they just, just like, the days last forever. Here is one of the stories of, like, a heartbreaking case that she saw while she was in the asylum that she wrote about. So soon after she arrived, there, her, uh, her, a girl called Urena Little Page was brought in. She was, go, what, what, go ahead, Urena Little Page. I don't know. I don't know, but it's, it's a name. Her right. name is Urena? The Urena. female sound of urine? Mm-hmm. The female version of Urena Little Page. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad we live in the 21st century. <laughs> yeah, you should be after this story. All right, so why did this person come? Tell me, I, I missed that. She, uh, so she was in there uh, as she had been born. She was, I guess her her tender spot was that she was she was young, and one of the nurses she said that she was 18. One of the nurses basically said <laughs> she says she says. Well, that's what uh, you, you know. I guess you don't know, but she says yeah, the doctors say too. One of the <laughs> one of the nurses, Miss um, Grady, I guess, the, says the doctors say you're 33 instead of 18, and the other nurses like laughed at her. They kept this up until she began to cry, saying that she wanted to go home and that everybody treated her badly. After they got all the amusement out of her that they wanted, and she was crying, they began to scold her and tell her to keep quiet. She grew more hysterical, crying, continuously crying, and then they kept pouncing on her, and then they were started slapping her in the face, and they like knocked her head back and forth. And I guess she cried more and more. And they actually like choked her on the ground. They dragged her to a closet. And then she like stopped hearing her cries because she heard muffled voices behind it. And after several hours, she returned back to the sitting room. And she had like, there were finger marks like all up on her throat and her face. And she like would, couldn't cry. Like just brutal. The nurses like did whatever they wanted to do. It was like. They, Are the they, nurses men? They're women. There wow. were women, and the uh, all of the all the ones she quotes are women. And uh, another thing that she talks about here is that the the doctors were typically men at this point in time. And when the doctors would come show up to reanalyze and look at the patients, 
the the female the the nurses would like turn to the patients and be like, if you say anything about this shit, like yeah. you will pay. You know what I mean? It's like the so dude taking- from uh, Billy Madison, <laughs> <laughs> Ben Stiller's character. Yeah, Sip it, Grandma. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Ju- actually is like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just everything like I know. It's from movies. <laughs> you know, we we I thought we hit rock bottom with Arkham Asylum, but then Justin brought in an Adam Sandler movie, and then that's mm-hmm, it. Buddy. That's it right there for references. So, yeah, where we go. Heavy duty, heavy duty. Why are you good at that? Why are you the skill you possess? <laughs> because he because he grew up the same time I did and he loved it then yeah, too. Yeah. You know. Adam Sandler was our was was cool for us and that's why we are where we are now. He was the tail he was the tail end of being cool. Yeah, when I was growing Three up. Three yeah, middle aged yeah. men <laughs> recording a podcast. <laughs> All right. Yeah, they they more just did fun. terrible stuff. They did they, more fun. They did some terrible stuff. They like pulled out people's hair and like choked people and yeah, it was it was cool, a terrible cool, cool, time. Cool. Um yeah. cool, cool, cool. Cool. What is the uh, like? What is the advantage to treating them badly? Is it to keep their job? What's the uh, like? Are they getting paid thing. off somehow? No, I think it's a it power is a lot. Power thing. Yeah, them is abusing that it? their. I mean, yeah, I'm sure they don't love their job. They've got to take care of people, and they uh, just there's no repercussion. So you're like take you're abusing people. You're abusing. Aren't their there power. doctors there? Like, don't they? Don't they go see? Don't they? Isn't there a doctor? There that's are. Like, there okay. are, but the doctors are the doctors when they come and arrive too. Like the women are like so beaten into like um, into submission that a lot of times they can't. They're so tired and they're just like they have nothing to do that they're and they're like they're all mm-hmm. ratty up from this gross ass fucking shower water and shit. And they're just like they're not kept well, so like and they, they're not fed any food, so they're like under like ridiculous conditions. And the doctors are like, "Yep, these women are crazy," and then they just leave, and then the nurses yeah. keep going back to doing their shit, right? And it's I think it is kind of as Justin was saying. I think it's kind of one of those things where you remember have you have you read of mice and men? I know of it. Where there's uh, so <laughs> one of one of the characters, right? One of the characters is like there's two guys, right? One of the characters like Lenny, Lenny. is like right, yeah, and and yeah. so there's there's a mouse, whatever, too, where like he's just he's so he's not that he's like he's kind of dumb, but he's he's just like doesn't understand the repercussions of his actions. Like he just likes the power, kind of in a I way. Believe he, I, I believe he's mentally handicapped. I think he kind of is too, but like the the idea is that I think people even in lesser power want to have power over people. So you want to show your power and your dominance and it feels there's some kind of like guttural feedback when you're like mean to people that shows that you're better than them or something. And I think there's like, it it sounds (laughs) (laughs) mean to people. What are you talking about? (laughs) A pretty nice person. (laughs) Piece of shit. (laughs) I see the connection. Not. I. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know the whole the whole reason behind it, but it, it it does appear to be a thing, right? And I think that's just they were just preying upon that instinct. And John John Steinbeck. Yeah, that's the author. <laughs> Should we stop the podcast for a little bit, John? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm good. I know that reference. His house is out here. A... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, um, they did treat him badly, and. Uh, they they even would they would give the patients as well um, a ton of morphine and chloral, which I didn't know what it was, but I guess chloral like helps you. It's kind of like a it puts you to sleep. Um, it used to be used for prior, prior to surgeries and stuff like that. So they would like dope up these people. Yeah, it's basically like I, I don't know if it's exactly the same, but it's like it's a chloral hydrate or something like that where you mix it with water and it forms something similar, where it can mm-hmm. it just like barbitur would kind of like it puts you to sleep. Um, so yeah. they used to drug them like intensely because we know that back in the day that you got dr- people used way too much of a drug. Like it's like morphine's the cure to everything. And <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
right? So they drugged him a lot too. So the doctors didn't have a clear representation of what was going on, right? So it's it was just like everything was bad, right? So Crazy. near the end, yeah. So near the end, I mean, there are there are rats around, there are cockroaches. Like it's an inhumane place, right? So hmm. she ended up writing this book called Ten Days in a Madhouse about the entirety of the thing. But at the near the end, she got the way that she that she did get she does get out spoiler because it's 10 days in a madhouse and not 30 years or whatever yeah is the people from the the newspaper in new york city or whatever too and um i think probably on the behalf of pulitzer um i don't know how much he was involved so she in it or not tell people she was going to do this she told the news she told pulitzer and um that she was wanted to do the story Got it. Okay. So did I you think after us, did you already tell us that? Because I don't remember that part. In the beginning, I just told her that like she worked for the paper and she was a journalist. Got it. Okay. But but the assumption is that she told Pulitzer, and then after like ten days of being in there, like basically like where is she? They're like, all right, we got to pull some strings and get our woman back out it's of there. It's been a week and a half. This yeah. all happened in well, ten days. Ten days. Yeah, yeah. He Jesus said that ten Christ. days, and I was like, I, yeah, it felt like a lot longer. Yeah. It yeah. felt like months. Yeah, yeah. She, she wrote it down. I said that I felt like a, like a lifetime when she was in there too. She said it was it was if she said it is easy to get in, but once in there, it's impossible to get out. So, well, what was her thing? Did she, did she suspect that these conditions, these are the conditions that were in lunatic asylums, and that she just wanted to investigate for herself and see firsthand? She had an assumption and, and an idea that this is kind of what it was like, and and she huh. wanted to go dig into it further. Okay, yeah. and bring it to light, right? Because this is the time too. Like it's still happening nowadays, but. When journalism, like she was one like of the first, Happy like Gilmore. really in depth, just like in Happy Gilmore, there, um, <laughs> like this really in depth, this in depth journalism that like takes you into the heart. Before doing this, um, actually picking on this topic too, I was almost looking for people that went undercover, like as DEA agents or whatever too, that like deep mm. into like you know the mm, drug cartels, cartels or, or crime yeah. and being like how do, how do they get back out? That's like super intriguing to me, right? When you're just like they're so deep in there, like how do you get out without dying? You know what I mean? Or how do you get out without keeping your sanity? Yeah. When I watch um, scenes like that in a movie where a guy is going undercover, it's like a cartel or the mafia. Mm-hmm. It makes me like, I, I get, I, I feel that when they're in the character. It's, it's, feel it's, the anxiety. It me out. Yeah. I, I can't imagine doing that. Like, you know, these people are criminals. You like have to departed. act like a criminal now. Pardon? Oh, yeah. Like True Detective, the first season of True Detective. Maybe fuck yourself. <laughs> Like the first season I, of True Detective, uh, Matthew Justin's never seen True Detective. Oh, yeah. well, Matthew McConaughey's character does that. He's amazing. Yeah, it's good. It's oh, good, but he does that. It's stressful as fuck. You know, he was in Failure to Launch with uh, Bradley Cooper. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, to get briefly uh, back on track, real quick, to finish, to get a wrap seen, this up. Hold on, let me get you off track oh. one more time. You ever seen the thing where it's? Uh, <laughs> Where, what? halfway through pulling the, the train back on track and Justin's like I'll take it from Wait. here uh, I got this pull back on the stick with takes off into the sky uh, you ever see the thing where it's uh, Matthew McConaughey can't stand up because on like all yeah, of his movie no. posters it looks like he's leaning oh yeah it does it's so cool because he's like in a number of his posters he's got his back to back with somebody else like whoever it's like a romantic comedy really? with, uh, yeah or he's like learning to surf and he's leaning against the surfboard <laughs> And it's just Matthew McConaughey. It's like probably 20 different movie posters where he's just leaning against something. Matthew McConaughey can't stand up. Anyways. Yeah, those Lincoln, That's those Lincoln commercials, he's always driving. Yeah, He's leaning, he's leaning back. Yeah. Is that the Jim Carrey where he gets a booger mm-hmm. in his fingers? Yeah, maybe a booger. <laughs> so, anyways. It's pretty good. Yeah. 
Good guy. You were saying? Uh, um, you were saying so, about this Pulitzer Prize winning uh, she, uh, here? Yeah. <laughs> the last thing I said was, got a booger or whatever. Uh, All right, Pulitzer uh, Prize winning uh, whatever. She, she doesn't get a Pulitzer Prize. She gets, she gets yanked out by with the help of Pulitzer, the man. And pre prize. All of her uh, her papers kind of get out there. She publishes them in the paper. There is a, a grand jury that ends up uh, presiding over this particular case. Um, they launch an investigation with her assisting, with her all of her notes to assist that. And the jury's re- uh, report resulted in a $850,000 increase in the budget of the Department of Public Charities and Corrections Jeez. in the area. Significant and uh, changes. A lot of money. That, and that's like in- $6 billion nowadays. It's, yeah, I, th- I think after it was all said and done, it was over a million actually in in the very very long run. Like uh, after that kind of happened, so like and 130 billion nowadays. What year was this? Yeah, correct. <laughs> um, this was in. Are you gonna do the actual conversion, Justin? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. 1887, and the grand jury uh, also basically made sure that the examinations in the future were more thorough. Such that only seriously ill people were commuted into the asylum, or committed into the asylum, and if they were there, there were more thorough investigations about hoping to, hoping to get people out actually, instead of just like committing them and then forgetting them. Yeah, and then that's that. Yeah, commit it and forget it. <laughs> doesn't work. Doesn't doesn't work. Um, so yeah, she brought a lot of that to light. That's interesting. So and so that's one of the things that she did. She was actually pretty awesome. On top of that, just a couple other things I'm not going to go too much into, but besides going around the world doing the asylum stuff. She also was like an inventor as well, which I could have 20, been twenty six million dollars. Twenty six million dollars. I was only slightly off. <laughs> I thought it, it would be more too. A few bajillion dollars. Oh. <laughs> and she was an inventor too, so she like she invented some like some uh, a specific milk can and like gallon fifty five gallon drums that were used, like the 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 shapes of them, whatever. Too like she like the did a lot person? of stuff. Same person, yeah. She was, Lord. Weird. she was also you like, like you, you ever feel like you've wasted your life <laughs> yeah like i look at my shelf and my awards and none of them yeah. are for milk cans hey justin <laughs> nice star wars figurines in the background there you 30 year old man those are those are, uh, those are awards that he won for being a star wars fan <laughs> <laughs> well, he won them with his own monies <laughs> hey man no most of those were gifts actually i don't really remember those for myself so 10 on. days embedded in a 19 19th century insane asylum then invents a milk can. Is that what you said? Yeah, like a, a innovative new way to do the milk can, like stacking stuff and stacking barrels. Like way to stack Natural. kind of a lot she, of crazy containers. She invented stacking. <laughs> she invented the stack. <laughs> she invented That's pancakes. Good. Can you believe it? Plus that all that milk that she canned, it brought the well, it brought the boys to the yard, as I no, said. So, yeah. No, <laughs> well, they weren't shaking it then, mm-hmm. but now just milk. Now all the milk can, stacks bring the boys to the yard. <laughs> Uh, well, it's, it's pretty it's, pretty it's impressive better, uh, life. Yeah, yeah, she, that's uh, she only lived till fifty seven too. She died geez. of pneumonia at fifty seven. Oh wow! <laughs> she did well, like all this stuff in like twenty years. I think she everybody died of pneumonia back then. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> except for her husband, which she married when she was thirty one and he was seventy three. Good golly! So there's nice. that. He had money though, right? That was the story. He did. Or she was? How old was she? Thirty one. Oh. Jeez, forty two years. That's crazy. <laughs> what did you just say? Faster prime. <laughs> oh, for Christ's sake. I'm just being ridiculous. Yeah. Wow. So, so pretty fascinating. Adam, um, yeah, quick question. Is she like the, the first to ever really, I mean, in your research, did you find, is there anybody else that's that's gone, that's exposed, exposed. Um, insane asylums? Yeah. 
but before before her i uh, not before her she was um the first to do that in the insane asylums and she was the first to do that in-depth level of investigative journalism damn shit yeah. which kind of became more and more normal after that when people were like oh shit like, we gotta set up our game we gotta do legitimate like undercover journalism like that i mean I don't there's think- a movie about her yeah, there's a there's like a I think a mini series about her, and there was a movie uh, produced like a couple years ago about her, and then one from like like the past year or two, uh, I believe. The it's Meryl Streep, right? Familiar. It has to be Meryl Streep. It's Meryl Streep, yeah. It has to be Meryl Streep, right? I mean, you just you know, who else do you cast in that role? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not like it's not like J Lo or something. You know what I mean? It just doesn't really fit. Mm-hmm. The prison planner. I'm not, I don't know where they go with it. Don't. <laughs> John, are you ready to to do it? Yeah, yeah. What do you want, Justin? You want you want some uh, you want some fighting stuff like that? I'm hoping. Oh, <laughs> well, you can just t- t- take, take me that home tonight, John. Take me home. <laughs> uh, you can just take that hope and can it up there, Justin. That's what you can do. <clears throat> In other uh, stories under pressure of uh, people doing um, awesome stuff under pressure. Um, this is a survival story, right? Oh. Mm. Man, this just pales in comparison to Adams now. But no, if, no, if no, it's good. No, this is about your life, John. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> he survived it's- Melbourne, Florida. Springfield, Massachusetts, October 28th, 1981. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, here we go. All right. My story is about a simple cook. Hmm. A Nigerian cook. I'm going hmm. I'm I'm, I'm to try, try and pronounce his name for you. Why did you, you say, oh, Justin? I thought you were going to tell me a story about uh, Navy SEALs. Like I, the movie <laughs> Navy SEALs where he's a cook. What? Because they're, <laughs> they're in submarines and submarines are literally under pressure. No, that's because yes. uh, you that's, told me earlier your thing was literally about somebody under pressure. Yeah, it, it, you were actually kind of close there. In 2013, so we're gonna jump into the future. Well, not the future. It's a back to the, the future, right? Yeah, back to the future, as it were, from where Adam was. Um, I'm gonna yeah, pronounce this gentleman's name. Uh, first name Harrison. <laughs> Pretty simple. <laughs> Ooh, really uh, good. Well, th- then it, then it just gets crazy. Uh, middle name Ojegba. Okay. Uh, Okene. Okay. He is Nigerian, right? Um, I actually, that you know what? I don't even know that to be true. I just know he is of African descent. I don't know where I got the Nigerian part from. Fucking Anyways, racist. <laughs> regardless, and not well, I'm not racist. I can see, I can see that he's from. I mean, whatever. I'm just not not, not getting into it. Anyways, but um, this gentleman sur- survived for three days. Man, this this is really paling in comparison to Adam's story. Survived for three days. <laughs> it's great. Thank Keep you. It up. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing great you're doing great you survived three survived. days without toilet paper <laughs> why would you oh choose God. this poopy undies yeah. <laughs> survived for three days okay okay three days survived for three days in a small air pocket inside of an overturned tugboat at the bottom of the fucking atlantic ocean at the age of 29 he said he will never be tempting fate again which means he'll just never get in a boat again. He was a cook on this mm-hmm. tugboat, as it turns out. Tugboat on a tugboat? Sinks. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's, Does a tugboat require cooks? Dude, I didn't even know tugboats were around anymore. Like, I just, I, I don't even know, like, what people do with wait, tugboats. Isn't a tugboat, isn't it, like, maybe 15, 20 feet in length and just, it literally tugs uh, a cable that, like, hauls garbage or whatever, and it literally holds, like, one person at a steering wheel? At, like, that's, a really re- that's really reductive. Uh... <laughs> Uh, they're bigger than that. They're probably forty or fifty feet long, I think. Yeah, and they're so often Adam, used to yeah, like pull ahead. bigger ships into port and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, that, they uh, tug that, 
Does that it require a, a full-time chef? <laughs> um, well, chef is uh, too nice. He was a cook. Um, but yeah, oh. but it's but, but but your point right. still stands, I guess. Yeah. First so, officer. <laughs> <cool>. Yeah. <laughs> it was a crew of 12 um, okay. and it capsized essentially. Um, excuse me. Oh, he was he is Nigerian. Sorry. I just cleared it up right there. So and uh, actually his people believed he was saved through black magic, but um, it's not really black magic. It was just actually people just going out and saving him. Bo is upside down. He's mm. caught in an air pocket under there for three days. He mm. survived on like one bottle of Coke. Kid you not. Um, Coca-Cola. Uh, yes, Coca-Cola. Sorry. Did you assume cocaine? Nah, I just, I don't know. <laughs> this is this is 2013. <laughs> Who knows? You know what? It's good to ask questions. He had, he had two flashlights. Both were done after less than one day. So he's basically in the dark, under the ocean. I mean, anything could happen in this boat in any second. The water could just fill up and he could die really yeah. quick. Air pocket, right? He's, so he's in the dark, one can of Coke. He uh, he's really really religious, so he did a lot of like praying to God and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, so he that's what he thinks kind of saved him. But it was actually Coca Cola. It was actually the Coca Cola. The whole thing I, was a three D Coca Cola ad. I'm a little surprised. <laughs> it's all staged. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. You just see the we'll little pay for like, your college tuition. If... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So basically, he's he's swimming through like pitch dark waters in, in this boat, and or this side, the divers were swimming through pitch dark waters just to try and save him. He he could hear. This is no joke. During the three days he was there, he could hear the fish like chewing on the walls outside of the air pocket that he was in. So they're trying oh, I don't to like, like that. I know, and you figure the fish are chewing on the walls. No. So, well, I mean, this is what he says he's hearing. So okay. I mean, I, I don't. I, I mean, unless you are, I mean, you're. You figure three days, at the bottom of the sea is super quiet. I don't know. Maybe you start wait, to hear things. I don't really wait, know. Wait, yes. like so the yes. sea, the sea, like is it's not like it's not like in a port where you're like fifty feet underwater. Like how how deep are we talking? Do we know? It's bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, well, okay. So well, hold on. If I say bottom of the Atlantic Ocean, you right, that could be uh, like, like a, miles like, down. Yeah, like the pressure like would trench. like blow his head off or something. But. Correct. Yeah. And now you've gotten to where uh, it, it, this story is literally about a guy under pressure. So <laughs> I, I, I yo, I get it. I, I get it. <laughs> Yeah, I appreciate yeah, I don't it. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> Talk um, about them fish again. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of noise they make it? Chew and sound. <laughs> Chew and sound. <laughs> hey, anybody in there? <laughs> you I joke. Okay. But one of those one of those fish gets through, and all the water just starts squirting in, and you're just like, fuck, squirting fuck. in. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're showing in some of the pictures I'm seeing here. You see him; like, he's basically like he's like nipple deep in water, right? He's just kind of like yeah, nip you know, deep. and then nip and deep. Nip yeah, deep. <laughs> the pictures are obviously from. <laughs> that's not necessary. Um. Yeah. So. So wait. So it was just him that survived, though, right? Like he wasn't like yes, using the oxygen the, with other people. That's the that's the thing. He's all by himself. Kind of kind of lucky if you have an air bubble and you don't have to share with people. Uh, lucky mm-hmm. if you want to survive as long as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I mean, Otherwise, it's fortunate so, for him, but, yeah. you know, given the situation, fortunate for him. Yeah, given the situation, yeah. He spent Otherwise. the first, he spent the first two days just incessantly praying, and then on the third day, he stopped. Said he, he accepted that death was inevitable, and damn. when I read that, I was like, damn, damn, that really, like, uh, that hits mm-hmm. home. Like, imagine, I don't know, two, three days, and you're just like, it's gonna happen now. Like, he's just gonna die of starvation under the water, you know what I mean? I, I wonder if he was, like, I'm, I'm assuming, like, how do you... Because you can't... I don't think you can... Can you stay afloat? Like, can you stay afloat for, like, three days? Uh, can you, you mean, like, just you a were, person? Like, if you don't swim, like... Because you're, you're going to get t- too tired to, like... If you're on the ocean, let's just say in the ocean, yeah. bobbing. Like, yeah. can you just... Yeah. 
relax and just breathe. Your legs have to. Oh, you mean like on your back? I'm just saying, like in general, like do you think you can make three days of uh, being in the ocean? Assuming even if you had food and water, like could you just your muscles be able to hold out like the float in the Atlantic Ocean? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, could it happen one in a billion chance? Yeah, probably. So, like, I wonder if he like foot like could he is he standing on something? Like, is he or is he just like floating in this thing? That's a good question. It shows him nip deep, but it doesn't necessarily say that he's. You know, it looks like he's. I mean, sitting. how many yeah, days could you last if you had to? If you had to, like, power yourself up to nip level. Nip deep, the Har- Yeah, it's right. Like Thirty seconds max. They actually made a movie called Nip Deep: The Harrison Oka whatever story. <laughs> why, why aren't you going to try to pronounce it's the rest of his name, Justin? It's called in the, nip of, in the nip of time. <laughs> 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 oh man there's actually still one of the passengers that is uh is still missing they were like so there were 11 other people on the boat it just sank because of like rough seas and stuff like that um yeah. 10 of them have been found dead and one remains missing and then there's this guy of course so so he basically like squeezed into this compartment like after the boat sank and it's sort of so obviously it's settled upside down and you know it's so, like right before like closing the cabin door he saw like three of his dead guys uh, three of his dead you know uh, colleagues i guess in the water were they drowning um, they drowned it was rough sea, so I want to say yes. Yeah, that's what it says to capsize the boat. Okay. So it was the so ocean he, that did it. It wasn't like they crashed correct. into something. Right. So <laughs> it says he took he took two mattresses from from like the beds that were on there. So tugboats are bigger than you think, by the way, Adam. I guess. <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> so he used those and, trying to stay afloat. Um, that didn't really work. It took. It eventually brought him to the surface after about sixty-two hours. He's basically in total. Like I, I man, I was like reading this and like I'm like picturing it like. He knows he's underwater. He has How big to. Is this I'm sure pocket? he doesn't say. That's the thing. Okay. There are okay. pictures right. that, that that give you kind of a good idea. It doesn't really say that they didn't. I guess they didn't it's measure. Gotta, it, I guess, so. It's got to be decently big to have that much oxygen to live off of for that it, many it days. Actually, it's it's actually a lot bigger than you think, but it's still like he doesn't know because it's absolute darkness. So yeah, he can't like. There's no light. Yeah, so he can reach Ooh, out. In I didn't front think of him. about that. Like, yeah, as far as he knows, it's like mm-hmm. you know, it's like as, as, as Christ, where his arms can go, right? Get me it's out. It's terrifying. Dude. Yeah. And then he can hear Get the sounds out. of the fish. <laughs> Get him out. He said the fish, he said, he said the fish were eating the bodies. He said he could hear the sound of them eating his friend's I bodies. Think, I believe that actually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fish eat that, right? Like fish but would eat that. They'll like eat cells. Yes. Yeah. Well, like crabs do. Yeah. I believe that. Were they eating the boat? I don't believe that. No. Oh, I guess maybe not. <laughs> the, the fish are just crunching on bone. What is that noise? <laughs> well, you didn't, you didn't say bones. He said boat. Like, oh, oh my God, hole. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's basically soaking in salt water, right, for mm-hmm. three days. So parts of his skin begin to just peel away. Um, what? Because that's the thing. He's, sit- he's sitting in water like nonstop, like yes, at yeah. least up to his nips. Yeah. So he's just like you know. His- <laughs> How are his nips though? What- <laughs> they're nice. Nips they're actually. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> they look brand nice. new because the outer layer peeled off. Oh yeah, <laughs> A little exfoliation. I got it. They're fresh nips. <laughs> um, so basically, this gentleman survived in an air bubble in a tugboat. Okay, they're I'm looking su- at a picture su- of it. They're just so supple, supple nipples. <laughs> Don't say. Is this the ASMR you guys said you were going to get into? <laughs> supple nipples. Supple nipples. Welcome supple to the nipples. research and destroy. Supple nipples. <laughs> um, yeah, this tugboat's. It's a pi- there's a picture of these uh, tugboats here. They're actually a lot bigger than you. But uh, yeah, there's like sleeping quarters and stuff like that. Um, What's, what yeah, does a tugboat they, do? Well, if I'm going by just the word tugboat. Um, <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you're the I coolest. Just, I like you. Sort of a pulling action. I'm just assuming. Mm-hmm. I don't really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just. Um, but yeah. Why do they need so much of a crew to just pull something like that? Are they fishing boats, or are they? I, I guess I don't know. Are they backup in case uh, the other ones die? It's a good question. I don't know. There's a lot of like spare tires all around it too. I don't know what those are. I think that's what I said though. I think they hook two bigger boats and then they're like pulling it into like docks so that spare tires are used so they don't bump into things. Right. Like so when this they bump a, into so, like a cheap bump. I mean, space. this is a, this is an easy Google. It's a type of <laughs> vessel that maneuvers other vessels by pushing or pulling them either by direct <laughs> contact or by means of a tow line. Thus you're correct. So, I guess you're we'll just so have to chalk it up and never know. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I will go to the grave not understanding how tugboat. <laughs> yeah. How does salt water affect your nips? <laughs> Don't Google that. <laughs> slowly peel away. Slowly peel away. The American government just put you on the list. <laughs> um, Boop, you just yes, showed up in my credit uh, report as a, <laughs> as a creep. That that is the story of um, of uh, Mr. Okene. Joe so Boy. wait, so they so they they found him after three days because they were looking for him apparently, right? Like they were Correct. just like, searching they for him. They were looking for him, yeah. Which is good because I mean, shoot, they might have seen all the other uh, bodies out there and been like, "Well, this this is a total loss." And then they were just like, "You know, here's this guy still surviving underwater on a Coke, one can of Coke." So the question is, I wonder when he found the can of Coke because mm. if he because if he lost he his faith after feel two it. days, <laughs> feel it like I mean, how you can't see it. He didn't yeah. seem to have uh, lost a lot of weight. He's a, he's, he's not like, I mean, it's only nine and three days. Eh, true. But he's not like, he's, he has nothing to eat. Like, and you know, like you picture, he's not sleeping either. So he's just kind of like, he might be sleeping. Oh, I don't yeah, really know. You cannot sleep. Hmm. Yeah. You really sleep. I mean, that's one other thing too, is like, if you can't sleep, like sleeping in the ocean sounds impossible. If you're just floating. Right. So you have to have, he had to have yes. a way to perch himself somewhere. Because I'm sure he didn't sleep probably for that for that time frame. Because he, he had a he had a mattress, um, but I assume he was just kind of sitting on it. But like you can't really lay down, right? Like does a mattress kinda... does a mattress float in water if you lay on it? I think it would sink. I think it would sink. It's just cloth and and springs. And that yeah, and, and it would soak up all the water. Yeah, even a foam one would, would not be. Why do I want to assume that a, a mattress would float? Why do I want to take a picture? I want to see the guys to like rip the side of this boat open and be like, "Sir, are you okay?" And he's just sitting back on a mattress with a fucking coke in his hand. Just <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep, he's good. We'll be back later. <laughs> I'm trying to get my he actually. Yeah, uh, he still has nightmares to this day. Like he can still hear the fish eating his friend's bodies. Oh, I don't crazy. like that. Crazy. Don't tell me I that know, stuff. Jesus. Yeah, I know that, that's rough, isn't it? It, it, it kind of sat with sat with me for a little bit. Well, the part about him sitting in the dark hours on yeah. end like you're you, that is something that can make you go crazy like no mm-hmm. one to talk to like he's probably talking out loud well he said he was praying obviously but like yeah how, how many how many times can you pray before you're just like well i don't think anybody hears me i think uh the signal's not reaching my uh my many gods so it was uh it's, it's pretty dark um i was very uh quick question though like wouldn't he know the vessel well enough to know how to like get out of a window or a door like does not exist still in there or like tugboats like sealed shut or like maybe he had no idea how far underwater he was or you know it is dark he has no idea yeah like like he wasn't willing to take the plunge maybe like he wasn't willing to like yeah like what if you're so far in the boat that you wouldn't even reasonably be able to find your way back to the air pocket for one like when you dive in a cave like you're supposed to attach a rope to you and all the way out so you can follow the rope out if you get turn around yeah he also doesn't know how riddle. deep he, he doesn't know how deep he is. So even if he gets out of the yeah. boat, right? He, he doesn't know how far up the ocean he has to swim. So he could just, he could drown. I mean, I guess and this is the kind of thing where enough. you come out of there, you have to get like decompressed, right? 
like that, when you're under that much, like you're yeah. so like if you, you can't just ascend quickly because the uh, gases that are in your blood. Um, oh, and you get, get pressurized uh, and you get the bends. Yeah, bends. Yeah, yeah. Um, you go to the juicing room, like Violet true. Beauregard. Yeah. What? <laughs> Willy Wonka. Yet another Willy Wonka reference from Adam. <laughs> All right, you don't, get, you don't get to make fun of our Batman references anymore. Yeah. That's, it's all over. What? Please, yeah. Willy yeah. Wonka over here. You're okay. welcome. All right, I got one for you guys. Only, only Survivor, crew of 12. Yes, sir, hit us up. Justin, right. please please take us You take us home now. So yeah, we've been together. We've been from an insane asylum to the depths of the ocean. We've mm, traveled yeah. the world. Mm-hmm. Now we're going to go to the sky. Mm. Ooh. Oh. Up, up, and, and away. Then, and then we're going to fall out of it. All right. Oh, for oh. Christ's sake. So, uh, it's falling with style. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. So, I, I'm, what I'm talking about is uh, a woman named Julianne uh, Kopke. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Uh, but when she was 17, she, she dropped 10,000 feet out of the air into the Amazon rainforest and she survived. Ooh, Bear Grylls. Whoa, yeah. 10,000 feet? Yes. That's nine thousand. She grew up in nine thousand. I caught that. Sorry, <laughs> ten thousand. Come on. Oh, by the by the way, I should tell you just so you guys have an understanding of where I got this story from. Um, side note: fifty looks effortlessly chic. I just thought you guys should know that. <laughs> I'm reading this like dark story about this guy who it was it, it lost at sea for three days. Elizabeth and, uh, Hurley uh, looks great in a bikini. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, Br- Britney Spears' ex Kevin Federline commended her. For seeking mental health treatment, I really think that's important. That's great. I, I'm so glad. Cool. This guy survived for three days in the dark ocean. Sorry, I had to interrupt. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, okay, so she was 17 in the 70s, 1971, and she was in uh, Lima, Peru, which is where she grew up. Her mom mm-hmm. is an ornithologist, which is a person that studies birds. Birds. Mm-hmm. So she lives in Peru, and her mama studies birds. Uh, they were traveling somewhere on Christmas Eve. In a plane, right. So they're going to try, they're traveling in a plane and her mom apparently was uneasy about traveling in planes. And apparently there's a quote where she says she's an ornithologist and said it was unnatural that a bird made of metal takes off into the air. Ah. And I was like, so your mom's an ornithologist. Mom, just shut up. <laughs> it's Christmas for God's sake. We're going to this Christmas party. We're going to like it. Oh, yeah. Mom cracked a bottle of wine again. <laughs> so they're it's traveling. It's unnatural. Metal birds can't fly. <laughs> <laughs> Study birds in a rainforest. Uh, all right. Well, uh, so for the first half hour, they're flying from Lima to Pusalpa, which I can't say. It's another city. He nailed it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. And uh, they were given <laughs> a sandwich and a drink for breakfast. So it's about 30, or 30 minutes into the flight. They have that. Ten minutes later, the flight attendant's like, hey, we're going to fly into a thunderstorm, so we need to clean up. And suddenly, daylight turns to night, lightning flashes from all directions, people gasp as the plane shakes violently, bags and wrapped gifts because it's Christmas Eve are falling out of the overhead compartment. Sandwich trays are flying through the air. Right. Half-finished drinks spill. People are freaking out. And this is, uh, the thing I'm telling you this is, it's actually this woman telling the story. So I'm going to read some things from her perspective. Hopefully okay. this goes. Hopefully this goes all right. My mother said nervously. Uh, I see a blinding white light over the right wing, and I don't know whether it's a flash of lightning or an explosion. And I lose all sense of time. The airplane begins to nosedive. From my seat in the back, I can see down the aisle into the cockpit. 
as she as mm-hmm. goes down. Mm-hmm. My ears, my head, my whole body are filled with the deep roar of the plane. Over everything, I hear my mother say calmly, "Now it's all over." Oh God Jesus. damn it, Mom. Jesus Christ! God. She is the first with the bird thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're so they're falling fast, and people are shouting, and the turbines suddenly stop. My mother is no longer at my side, and I'm no longer in the plane. She's trapped in her seat on the bench at an altitude of about ten thousand feet, and I'm alone, and I'm falling. But she's in the she's in still in the vehicle, or no? She's in the seat. The plane has oh. broken apart around her. Gotcha. Um, my free fall is quiet, and I see nothing around me. The seatbelt squeezes my belly so tight that I can't breathe, and before I feel fear, I lose consciousness. Is this? Are there, are there <laughs> polar bears in this island when she lands? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, for lost. I get it. Yeah. Um, so then, anyways, she regains consciousness and she's still falling. And the Peruvian oh. rainforest is spinning towards her. So she looks mm. uh, Treetops. <laughs> the densely packed treetops remind me of broccoli. Just stick to telling the story later. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a bunch of analogies. Man, you know what? I am hungry. Oh, shit. Am I falling? <laughs> that is an unnatural analogy. Yes. Remind me of broccoli. Mm. Terrifying. (laughs) And she passes out again. Uh, She regains consciousness. She's landed in the middle of the jungle. My seatbelt is unfastened. So she must have woken up at some point, but she doesn't remember it. Uh, She's crawled deeper into the sheltering back of the three-seat bench that was fastened to me when I fell from the sky. She's wet and muddy. She lays there for the rest of the day and night. She's fucked up from this fall. Mm -hmm. 10,000 feet. Yes. Crazy. And, and like, she's fallen well, into the middle of the rainforest in Peru. In the 70s. in the movies, it always works out where like they're in a like a parachute, and the parachute gets and stuck parachute in a tree or something, right? And you're just like, oh, this is nice. But like she's just in just the chair of the parachute. That's funny. I, I actually just assumed she fell in a tree, but she hit the ground in the chair. And she's I don't know. I, you know, I mean, I don't yeah. know if that's exactly how it happened, but she's on the ground. Ugh. You this know? sounds she like another ad, just like the Coke from the last time. It's like whatever this lazy boy coming in and these chairs. So she's in this thing, and it fully reclines. You will not believe it, and it's, sa- it's silent. <laughs> Vibrating the whole time. Yeah. It's got one of the little pockets for your remote control for your TV. Oh, man. And a cup holder. Can't live without it. She's just no. spiraling down as like trying to change the channel and passes out. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, comfort numbers, or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, Next morning, she wakes up and she looks up and she can't. She said she can't forget what she sees. The the canopy of the trees are like glowing green, uh, golden light, all this stuff. Uh, but she feels abandoned, hopeless, and alone. And where her mother was sitting is empty. Mm. She can't stand up, but she hears the ticking of her watch, but can't read the time. She can't see straight. Her mm. left eye is swollen shut, and I can only mm. see th- a narrow slit in my right eye. My glasses like have disappeared. Like crazy concussion, I'm assuming, too. And- oh, I bet. Uh, yeah. But she does eventually get figure out how to read the time, and it's 9 in the morning. Uh, so she feels, yeah, she's concussed. She feels dizzy again and lies exhausted on the rainforest floor. So after a while, she is able to bring herself up to her knees, but she feels dizzy again. So she she's really having a struggle getting, like, uh, together. Oriented. Yeah, yeah. Her, mo- her motor function is working, right? Yeah. Crazy. So she goes to touch her right collarbone, right collarbone, and realizes it's broken. Uh, she finds a deep gash on her left calf, which looks as if it's been cut by a rough metal edge, but it's not bleeding, weirdly. Um, it's self-cauterized over time? Maybe. Uh, so she gets down on all fours, crawls around searching for her mother. I call her name, but the only voices of the jungle answer her. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's an eagle. Yeah. So she. Are there eagles in? Uh, there's, there's probably some some dangerous bird there. Yeah. You know, her mom walks up with a glass of wine. I told you we shouldn't have gone to that party. <laughs> oh, that bird. That's a uh, whatever Peruvian jungle hen. <laughs> I wish I was dead, Mom. <laughs> That's when I shot my mom with a flare gun because she's an unhappy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the polar bear. So she says that, like, for someone that had never been in the rainforest, this would be terrifying and threatening. But she grew up in the rainforest with her mom studying these birds. Mm, so it's like, duck, not, yeah. not it's not so foreign to her that she's like terrified by it. Like the tree, the trees are might might be scary because they're intimidating. They're huge, but in general, they look like broccoli too. It's fucking mm, weird. Delicious broccoli. Um, mm-hmm. But if you've actually, I don't know if have you guys ever been in the rainforest? Have not. Rainforest. It's the thing that was talking about here is that water drips constantly, and that is true. It gets really cool Dri- and humid. Drips constantly. Is that what you said? Yeah, and water is like condensing on leaves and then dripping off into like. So you just it sounds like it's raining in the rainforest, mm. which is why they call it that, of course. But under the canopy, mm. water is constantly dripping off things higher up. It's interesting. Hmm. And it often smells like wet, uh, like after it rains in the woods. It smells like that. Yeah. Yeah. That smell, yeah, yeah. There's a level of irony that uh, an ornithologist uh, fell out of a plane. I don't know. I, there's there's something there, right? Like mm-hmm. they're questioning. Okay. There's a level of irony about an ornithologist falling out of a plane. <laughs> Metal bird. Yeah. Like who did who did you who did you think you were? Think you thought you could fly like your your favorite goddamn? Well, you fucking can't. Right. No. Nope. She's a uh, she's that, that that mythical god that that tried to get get too close to the sun with Icarus? golden wings yeah <laughs> yeah right, uh, she, she, sets so, her, she sets her collarbone and like falls into a pit of tar and then falls into a thing of feathers just like <laughs> <laughs> this is what you get girl <laughs> why is the jungle doing uh, this to her um, <laughs> the jungle's, right, a, so, jungle's a bitch but so she's thinking you know in the jungle there's all these there's animals there's bugs that will infect your wounds there's there's all these things um, mm-hmm. But she grew up in the jungle, so she like there's. She said that well, there isn't anything her parents had not taught her about the jungle. So she like she feels relatively Damn. comfortable with the jungle. So she is like um, Bear Grylls, kind of. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that she's like a survivor man, but or whatever he is. Is that survivor man? Yeah. <laughs> Does she drink her own pee at any point? We're gonna get there. Um, Ooh. Suddenly, I'm in- seized by an intense thirst. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but there's but there's water but there's down. water everywhere. So she licks water off of leaves. Oh yeah, there. and there's what's well, rainforest. There's fucking water That's everywhere. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, yeah. There's that a water. There's yeah. potable water everywhere. Let me drink my own urine. Urina <laughs> <laughs> petal body or whatever that person's name was. Petal body. <laughs> what was that person's name? It's like Urina little something little. Is Urina tugboat? I think. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He was in a tugboat. <laughs> that reminds me. I wonder how he went to the bathroom. Just in the ocean. What are you talking about? Just like everybody else that like, goes to the bathroom in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's like he pees and then it's like floating there around his nips. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Dude. Ugh. All on that fresh it just skin. Got worse. I know. <laughs> so <clears throat> she drinks some water and. Um, Does she set her collarbone? Does she ever set that or she just like leaves it broken? I haven't gotten there yet. Um, okay. But I will tell you. Oh, but it's uh, happening? It's going to happen? Like Wait and find out, pal. It's broken. Oh, it's not set. It's broken. It's yeah, not, she, like, she, she would have to set it. I was, I was saying, like, does she set it or does she leave it broken? Uh, well, yeah, basically, the story. She, she did not set it. She forgot it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Set it and forget it. No, that's right. Uh, forgetty. <laughs> um, anyway, so she realizes pretty quickly that you can't wander too f- Like, it's easy to get lost, disoriented. So she's walking small circles around the chair that landed to kind of stay, you know, know where she's coming from and gone. And oh, okay. she sees no trace of the crash, no wreckage, no people. Um, but she does. She finds a bag of candy and eats a piece like something else. What? Had fallen. The crazy luck. Hello, little girl. He's following this trail. <laughs> Fucking Willy Wonka all over again. Um, but she hears airplanes overhead. Uh, but the trees are too dense. She can't see anything. There's no way she can make herself noticeable. Yeah. She has to get out of the thick of the forest if anybody can see her. So she hey, hears all water. these stories. Man, I would be losing it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She eventually, she finds a spring feeding a tiny river or tiny stream. And she also thinks that if she follows the river, that it will eventually lead to a civilization. Because Possible. civilizations often. Yeah. It's not a bad idea. Do. It's honestly a pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I heard, I saw that in a Bear, in a bear Grylls Man vs. Wild episode. <laughs> like, you just find the water and then you just go up, just follow the water. Yeah. yeah. Fine. I wouldn't have known that, but now I learned. Um, mm-hmm. So she still has her watch on. So uh, she can easily walk beside the water and around six o'clock it gets dark. Uh, she look in the screen, stream bed for a protected spot where she can spend the night. I eat another candy. <laughs> <laughs> and I drink uh, yet another gulp of urine. So this was the 24th. Um, on December 28th, my watch uh, stops working. Uh, so I try to count That's the days as I get. Timing, so to speak. Maybe yeah. broken or battered. Uh, who knows? Um, the stream eventually turns into a larger stream, then finally into a small river. And since it's the rainy season, there's barely any fruit to pick. I've sucked on my last candy. Uh, <laughs> she, doesn't ha- <laughs> she doesn't have a knife, so she can't eat palm hearts. She can't catch fish or cook roots. She doesn't dare anyth- eat anything else. She's worried uh, it'd be poisonous. And she keeps her hands off of what she doesn't recognize, but she does drink a lot of water from the stream. Mm-hmm. Um, Gotta do something. Despite counting, I mix up the days. On December 29th or 30th, fifth or sixth day of my trek, I hear a buzzing, groaning sound that immediately turns my apathetic mood into euphoria. It's the unmistakable sound of a hoatzin, a subtropical bird that nests exclusively near open stretches of water where people settle. This lady does know some bird stuff. So this, her yeah. mom was the ornithologist. She's just, she's 17. But she said that, like, you said that she passed some of that stuff down from her parents. Like, she knows, like, about the forest. She and must. Jungle know. I mean, With a mom like that. She's like, yeah. that's a goddamn hoax and whippoorwill. She's <laughs> like, I was always annoyed. <laughs> I was always annoyed with mom. But man, she really knew random, completely inane facts about the jungle. <laughs> If there's one thing I know about a hoax and it's it always lives in civilization. What's wrong? Mom, I'm fucking trying to watch TV. Dukes of Hazard is on. Dukes of Hazard? It's in the 70s. Oh, it was, yeah. it was the 70s. You're right. Yeah, my fault. <laughs> just, it's what I watch. Isn't that what everybody watches right now? Yeah. So she hurries up. She watches the Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Uh, she keeps hearing planes in the distance. The noise fades. Yeah, so she doesn't give up. Where there's a river, people cannot be far away. So she keeps saying, the riverbank is much too densely overgrown for me to carry on hiking along it. And stingrays rest in the riverbank, so she has to be really careful. Uh, really? So stingrays in the riverbank? The yeah. Huh. So I decide to Fresh swim in the middle stingray. of the river instead. of instead. Stingrays won't venture to the deep water. Aren't there like piranhas and shit in this water? Like alligators? That's what I thought. Sure. Yeah. Crocodiles? Crocodiles? Like, yeah. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. She... She, she has to look it's, like, oh, shit, she gets eaten by a crocodile. <laughs> so she said it's more dangerous to walk along the side of the river because the stingrays, <laughs> because the stingrays hang yeah. out there. So she, she goes stung into in the, the middle of the water. <laughs> okay, well, here's what so she, she goes has to say in the middle about of the water. Here's what she has to okay. say. Progress is slow. I decide to swim out in the middle of the river instead. 
Uh, I have to look out for piranhas, but I've learned that fish are dangerous only in standing water. Is that true? Like in a lake? Uh, I also uh, expect to count, encounter caimans, which are an, kind of like an alligator. Uh, yeah. But they generally don't attack people. But yeah, but people are often injured with huge gashes on their legs swimming in open water. Yeah. Good point. True. So, okay. She said fish normally congregate in standing water. I guess so that she might sense. be saying that the, the well, water was, like, was moving. Yeah, they yeah, won't be out running water. So that's so like they don't attack. Like they don't attack maybe if it's not in just like they're not feeding them because they're going somewhere. They're just traveling. Yeah. To her, I would say they explain don't eat salmon. The commute. Explain but what? salmon don't live salmon. all the time. Are you afraid of getting attacked by salmon while you're in the water? <laughs> no, no, no. They're oh, spawning so with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, where there's salmon, there's bears. All right, and where there's bears, there's not me. So yeah, but only there's yeah, correct. But salmon hang out in moving water, so I don't get what. Yeah, they don't hang out there all the time, though. Well, they they, they do do, it spawn. I think generally they don't. They're not in the rushing part of a river. Most fish don't don't live there. It's hard. It takes too much energy to stay up with it. I don't appreciate (laughs) her broad generalizations about fish. Yes, I don't appreciate that. Yeah, there has to be piranhas in the water. She could know something about birds, but if she knows something about fish, that's just way too far. (laughs) I call foul. I call foul. Uh, I call foul. Oh. <laughs> it was a bird joke. All right. It was a bird joke. All right. So when the sun sets at night, she has to find a safe spot on the bank where she can try to sleep. Uh, mosquitoes are all over the place, and midge Ugh. midges buzz around her head and try to crawl into her mm-hmm. ears and nose. And even midges. worse, uh, it's when it rains. Ice cold drops, soaking. She's only wearing a summer dress. If I didn't point out, she's mm-hmm. just because she's planning on being a fucking airplane at Christmas time. Uh, well, Christmas time in the Southern Hemisphere <laughs> is warm. I mean, theoretically, yeah, but shouldn't it be a Christmas dress? <laughs> <laughs> the story has some holes, Justin. That's all I'm saying. So does her, so does her dress. <laughs> hey! <laughs> all right. It sounds like Adam is, cr- Adam is crying foul now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she's basically f- getting real cold. Uh, the wind mm. is blowing through, you know, all this stuff. Um, by day, she continues swimming, but she's getting weaker. She's drinking a lot of river water, which fills her stomach, but she needs to eat something. How, how old is she, by the way? 17. Seven. Wow, man. That's rough. That's crazy. She has a sharp up. One day she feels a sharp pain in her upper back. And when I touch it, her hand comes away bloody. Uh, the sun has burned my skin as I swim. Whoa. And so she learns later that she has second degree burns on her back from the sun. From the sun? Jeez. That's fucking crazy. Like yeah, exposure is, is a big deal. I you feel like she would have felt that, but. Yeah. I mean, you're she's probably got a lot of other pain. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, that's a good point. Like, she's got a broken thing. collarbone right now. I'm pretty sure the her worries as she swims with a broken yeah. fucking collarbone. It's a good point. Um, <laughs> Damn. As the days were on, her eyes and ears start fooling her. She's convinced she sees the roof of a house. Or here's chickens, and she's getting super tired. Mm-hmm. She starts fantasizing about food. Uh, cartoons. From like <laughs> yeah, cartoons. She sees the savior, and it's he looks like a giant turkey leg. It's a T-bone steak, yeah. Yeah. And they're just going... Like, people licking their lips. Just agreeing with whatever they... Yeah. Tying the napkin around their neck, yeah. The little bib or whatever, yeah. Yeah. It gets harder and harder to stand up every morning. Uh, she gets in the cold water and she's trying to be like, should I keep going on? But then she says, yeah, I got to keep going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she spends the 10th day drifting in the water. I'm constantly bumping into logs and it requires a great deal of strength to climb over them and not break any bones on these collisions. In the evening, I find a gravel bank that looks like a good place to sleep. I doze off for a few minutes. And when I wake up, I see something that doesn't belong here. A boat. Yes. And she double takes, triple takes. It's I could a have boat. sworn that was going to be like, 
and it's a weird bird that just doesn't belong in this atmosphere. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, man. <laughs> uh, so anyway, she finds the boat and then realizes there's a trail that goes up the bank. She's like, I'm, I'm going to find people here. And uh, she swims over and touches the boat just to confirm to herself that it's real. So she follows the trail. And uh, I'm so weak, it takes her hours to make it up the hill. Mm. That's, how, that's how fatigued she is. When she gets mm. to the top, she finds a small shelter, but no people. And a path leads from the shack into the forest. And she's certain that the owner of the boat will emerge at any moment. But no one comes. It gets dark and I spend the night there. Fair. The next morning, she wakes up and still no one's there and it begins to rain. So she crawls into the shelter uh, and wraps a tarp around her shoulders. Uh, the rain stops that afternoon, but she doesn't really have the strength to struggle to her feet. And she tells herself that she's going to rest at the hut one more day and then keep moving. At twilight, I hear voices. And I'm imagining them, I think. Uh, the voices get closer, and then three men come out of the forest and see me, and they stop in shock. And she says, I'm a girl who was in the Lanza crash, I say in Spanish. My name is Julianne. So forestry workers uh, discovered her January 3rd, after she had su- uh, survived 11 days in the rainforest. And delivered her to safety. 91 people, including Julianne's mother, died in the crash of Lance of Flight Ugh. 508. Julianne oh, was man. the sole survivor. She's now a biologist and a librarian. And she returns to the area often when the research station she inherited continues to welcome scientists from all over the world. Dang. She didn't give up on birds. Yeah, well, still biology. Maybe she, she wasn't a bird. I mean, she wasn't an ornithologist. She was a 17 year old. Right? Eh, fair enough. Definitely not yeah. now. <laughs> Fucking birds. Am I right? A junior ornithologist. Yeah, Dang. there was That's a part a- where she was so battered, uh, her collar was broken. She was alive. She was the only survivor. Like I said, she the insects were biting her, but she at one point she even had uh, maggots that had infected her arm. Uh, but after Mm-mm. nine days, she was able to find an encampment. She gave herself rudimentary first aid, including pouring gasoline on the maggot infestation. Mm-mm. Um, a few hours gasoline. later. L- uh, they were forced lumber workers found her giving her first aid and taking her to a more inhabited area where she was airlifted to a hospital. Uh, there was but, been a documentary uh, directed by Werner Herzog actually called Wings oh, yeah? of Hope. Yeah. Wings of Hope. And apparently he had a, fl- a flight booked on that f- same plane and canceled the last minute. Oh, it's one of those like, uh, you know, I could have been on one of the flame planes that crashed into the world trade center stories. Right. Yeah. 11 days, 11 days. Yeah. So that's, I guess I got your time. stupid 10 days in hell beat. Yep. <laughs> yeah, my story seems dumb now. Yeah. Did she uh, Did she eat it all when she was out there or was it just she water? Candy. Yeah, just... Oh, the candies. She, was, that's she right. was scared to eat anything else because she thought she would get poisoned. Right, right. And Which she is probably smart. Those... Yeah. Yeah. By the way, is there any candy that has like a bird name to it? I was trying to think of a pun the whole damn time. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. See, uh, there's nothing, right? I, yeah, I can't think of any bird peeps. Oh, not bad. There you go. Damn it. That yeah. would have worked. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Next the, time when you tell that story, I'll do the peeps joke. I <laughs> appreciate it. It's yeah. weird how your story had candy in it that helped sustain the life of the person. And John's had a sugary coconut that helped sustain <laughs> the person in the boat. Sugary candy. <laughs> and your story was briefly about Willy Wonka. So yep. she just had bad beef. True. Yeah, she had bad some bad beef. beef yeah, Bid the sweets of their time, to be honest. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Actually, yeah, bad beef was the candy of their time. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have a spot of candy, please? It's a bit of bad beef. <laughs> so, John, with this topic, uh, was you know surviving or persevering through an intense situation, right? Or it, it, how you acted. What do you? Th- how do you think our people did 
What do you think? Uh, what do you think of the story? What did you take away from it? Well, they all they all survived, so that's uh, that, that's good to know. But I guess there, we wouldn't know any stories about the people that died because they can't tell them. Ask your question again. Sorry. What are your thoughts about in general uh, stories like this where people are persevering? I mean, in our two stories, they're survival stories. Maybe talk about that. What? How do you think you would do in a survival situation like that? Oh boy, that's tough. You know, it's funny you ask. I, uh, man, I think I would. If if you ask if you ask anybody I know, they would cancer. Uh, it put me in any situation. I think I would do a lot better than people think I would do. I think I would still die, but I think I would last a good. <laughs> I think I would last a good amount of time. The people would be like, "Damn, he made it a whole month or something like that." Yeah, good for him. Yeah, yeah. The junk. Okay, so okay. He had sex right. with a bear. <laughs> <laughs> but he was the top, so that's yeah. what, that's the important part. Yeah. And now yeah, he has a like bear was... family that's missing him. <laughs> he wandered end. eight feet from the landing site and ate all the candy. <laughs> <laughs> He's fatter now than he was when he crashed. <laughs> the um. Okay, so going through each of them in Adam's story, she purposely put herself in that situation. She mm-hmm. did. Um. But it was harrowing. I, I fe- it mm-hmm. was. I felt like listening to it, though, um, I could. Ugh, I, I, I'm probably wrong, but I, I, I felt like if I just acted normal enough, I could eventually get out of there. But 10 days seems about right. You know she what I mean? She didn't get herself the, out, though. Uh, yeah, she, didn't miss- her, she didn't earn she herself didn't, out. She got she got yanked out by the They paper, weren't, uh, they weren't uh, uh, accurately evaluating people. They were just like, well, they're in here because they're crazy. We're treating. I mean, this is. A, I've read about this in other situations. I feel like mm-hmm. where they've put okay. this to the test, and it's like they're not really giving them a chance to not be crazy. They're just running on the basis that they are crazy. Yeah, you're 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 you're, you're taking previous information, and like using it as a dependent variable based on what you're doing now. You're not you're treating them independently and being like, this is a brand new thing. Let's just test them from scratch. They got in she got out three- because outside people came and got her out. Mm-hmm. Right? So basically, in all three of our stories, they basically got lucky in a way, right? And like they, got they rescued. Didn't- they got rescued. Yeah, they all got rescued, essentially. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. It, 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 Justin's is the one that really, like, uh, when, I, when I think of, like, 11 days in the jungle itself, 70s, that's the one that, because she, she lived in, like, a first world situation and now is thrown into, like, you know, the jungle, like, nature. Yeah. That's the one that You're hit really hits used home. used to living off the land, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Adam's, at least, like, she could... I feel like if it were me, I could at least like reason because there's people around. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, right. She had she had people. Yours didn't have any people. Mine didn't have any people. Them by themselves, all alone. That's where you're mm-hmm. wrestling with yourself, and that's like you mm-hmm. know you're, you're you're your own worst enemy type of a thing. If I were st- uh, if I wasn't rescued, I would probably die down in the ocean. So would that guy, basically, right? Because <laughs> that's science. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's science. Simple bi- yeah. Simple biology. Um, I think the jungle the jungle one the jungle one. Man, that's tough. Um, I know I don't know shit about the jungle. I know yeah, I, I, I I would assume if I if I understood I was in South America, I would know not to go in the water because of piranhas. Um, other than that, I would probably eat something poisonous and die pretty quick. Yeah, Adam, because I would be like anything, starving. Anything to add to that about uh, any of these segments? Mm, I also don't know how. I feel relatively good about some of the nature stuff, but again, too, I don't have any of that knowledge. I don't know anything about. Mm. Like I could, I would probably be able to like make a knife. Like I'm decent with tools and things like that. I could probably make a knife or like a hammer or like try to, I would probably still eat something that I should, I'd probably like eat some yeah. weird fish or whatever too, but I would try to do it and probably die. But like, I think like I'm relatively resourceful. I guess what's interesting um, too is like, if you think about it, like if you were, 
kind of like this. If you were with people, though, or whatever, like if you were on the Lost Island, right? I'm cu- always curious about what people, what role people would fill. So, like, if you were, if you were like in the Lost Island, you're similar vein of this, multiple people though, with more more than one person, yeah. yeah if you were like, yourself, if you were trapped you're somewhere, all the roles. <laughs> yeah, and this, I mean, yeah. this is this is kind of a side topic, but I'm always curious what people because by yourself, who knows? There's so many different variables that like may just screw you and may just kill you. You might just get you know eaten by an alligator. So some of that stuff, but like if you were in a situation like that too, like I'm curious, like just for you guys, what do you think? What role would you fill in something like that, where you are in this disaster scenario and you have to act under pressure? I will answer for Justin. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys ever read Lord of the Flies? Yes. Justin would be Piggy. <laughs> you're a piece of shit. I knew you were gonna say that. No, I wouldn't. My head on a stick? Is that what you're talking about, that guy? No, no. They don't kill Piggy, do they? They kill somebody. Piggy does die. Piggy dies, but they They kill kill a person. No, they kill a person, though. Do they? Yes. That's the whole... They basically spear him. They hunt him like an animal. Yep. They did. They hunted a pig for sure. Because they ended up being two... There ended up being two tribes, right? Right. Yeah, Yeah, there was one that was a little... That was very warlike, and the other one was very, Mm -hmm. like, rational. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's well, I, I you that's made me think moment. of Lord of the Flies when you asked that question. Actually, yeah, that's yeah. totally fine. I mean, you could think of Lord of the Flies if you want to. That's yeah. <laughs> so, well, well, that, well, that's a good question, though. So, and then on people, what role do you guys play? If you are around, like you're in a you're in a survival situation where there's With a group of people. Yeah, I yeah. would say I know enough not to try and be the leader necessarily, but I am. I, I try to organize things now in my regular life. Like we had a. Um, uh, uh, a team building exercise at work where they have these, this, this may not translate exactly, but essentially they have all these different sized two by fours and they've got little notches cut out of, and then they have a picture of a shape and it's like a bunch of squares and rectangles that overlap each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And um, you have to like re you have to like rebuild this shape, but like the, they're all different lengths and some of them are similar oh, right. yep, 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 yep. and you all have to like work together and, our group couldn't finish it. Really? Yeah. We couldn't finish it because, and because you had a set amount of time, 10 minutes or 15 minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. And people were too many, too many cooks was the, the problem. Mm-hmm. Too many leaders. And me, yeah. And me and another coworker, like the next day were like, you know what? I kind of want to go fix that, build that fucking puzzle. Mm-hmm. We went back and did it yeah. in like a few minutes, but there was just two of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were just like, okay, let's organize them by size. You know, mm-hmm. I, we just did it in a logical way. And we were done in like in no time. So I, I guess I'm a, thinking about how my, my role was. I'm a leader, but if everybody's trying to be a leader, yeah, then what, you know, like I don't have special we, specific survival skills, but I've got mm-hmm. a decent head on my shoulders about things. So, yeah. And, and you got to know when to like step back and like, well, that person, go right ahead and do your thing. That's fine. Yeah. You know but like I mean? you could have random people like I mean the way they put like uh you know on the walking dead and things like where it's survivally like you're dealing with hotheads that just they think they're right even though their ideas are terrible mm-hmm. and dangerous and mm-hmm. they're not ruling with logic yeah. they're ruling with force so they they're the one with the gun or you know mm-hmm. that kind of shit yeah not that so, we're really okay. talking about that specifically but yeah. I don't know so well, you have all the you have all the standard standard what's the word um archetypes yeah archetypes, archetypes. Yeah. yeah yeah all the standard archetypes which one do you think you are I mean, just just off the top of your head. I think I'm Loki from Thor. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Adam wanted to be Loki. I think Adam wanted to be Loki. No, yeah, no. Yeah. I'm clever, but I don't know if it's in that scenario where you're like rebuilding a small society that 
No, okay. I, yeah, John, you go. You, I, I asked I asked the question. You, you go. Okay, I'm stranded on a desert island with a whole bunch of people. Like, at least, like, ten or whatever people. Sure. I want off the island, right? So, yeah. Um, so, my goal is, let's, I want all of our actions. The philosopher, to be, right? I guess, yeah. Or the, or the rational, like, I just want off the island. I don't care who. I don't give a fuck. If it's me, if it's you, I don't care. I just want off the island. I want to get back to where I was. But you so you do care. I care. I just, I just, I don't care who's the leader. If the leader is a shithead, then mm-hmm. obviously we have to, we have to kill him like Piggy. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but, um, but I, I, maybe I'm just the First rational. First thing you suggest. Okay, check this out. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I say we kill him. <laughs> I mean, I don't the know. Biggest I, I, guy on the first day, like it's prison. <laughs> I, I'm. I guess I'm like the, the the simple guy. I don't know what the what the archetype would be. I yeah, like, like I guess like what would you do? Like you know what I mean? Like because like if you think about lost whatever, like somebody's a doctor. Somebody like goes and gets the food. Somebody like makes the huts or something. I don't know. Somebody like goes and fishes. Somebody like uh, it's like the different roles you kind of fill in a situation is also another part of it too. Not just social roles, but also like facilitating wise. Could I you? I think I might try anything? fishing. I, that seems like something I could do. I could yeah. build huts. I'd yeah. be the fire starter. I just oh. <laughs> I mean, you, you start you a fire. Start a fire? Every, yeah, you rub some goddamn fucking sticks together. <laughs> Good luck. Some, That's uh, you. That's now yeah, you yeah. forever okay, because I don't want to fucking do that job, dude. <laughs> That's yeah, the one thing I know about. Be... Johnny loves rubbing sticks together. Oh, um, here we go. No, Adam, what would you? Just... What role would you be? Um, be the island it's jester. It's. <laughs> I wish. Dance. It's interesting. <laughs> Because the, the role that you would want to be is oftentimes different than the role than you actually are. You know what I mean? Because yeah. if you've yeah. ever done like an escape room with people, you're like, oh, I'm the leader. And then you go into an escape room and you're kind of like, other people just take charge and you're kind of like, I'm okay with them taking the lead for now. And then like when shit goes bad, you're I, like, I'll step in and be like, all right, let's try to fix this stuff. So like, I don't think I'm as much of a, a like a necessarily like a leader in a big group as I, as I want to think that I am. But I'm much more like the facilitator when things do- start going into discord mode. To start getting into weird discordance, I'm like, I want to fix things and make sure we don't break apart. So I'm like the psychologist or psychiatrist, to like, don't you break apart. Are, you are Jeff Jeff Goldblum in Independence Day. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but maybe explain explain that because I'm not sure. I, I'm pretty familiar with the movie and don't know what you're talking about. He's not the guy. He okay. He's he's a hero, but not in the traditional sense, right? Hmm. He's, like, not he's not strong. He's Smith. not pushy. He's not the, well, hold, 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 easy. I'm not trying to insult Adam over here, but like, he's, he's not just, good looking. He's slow a little bit. <laughs> Okay, you got that weird. Now. I'm not talking that that's Adam. That's Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> no, I, I, I just yeah. Well, it is, but I'm just saying like he he thinks through like he's the hero and that he thought out the solution. You know what I mean? Mm. Somebody else has to help him carry out it, uh, carry mm. it out. Yeah. Will Smith, right, is the guy yeah. who can pilot the ship. But Adam is like, well, I, I actually figured it out. Like I know how to defeat the aliens. Like he nailed it, right? Yeah. Is that is that, is that fit? You think? Yeah. Yeah, I think, or did Justin, I think Justin wanted that role. I mean, I'm the guy that figures things out at my, my job, so that is the kind of yeah. stuff I do. You you are Will Smith's yeah. stripper wife. That's who you are. In <laughs> <laughs> so I comfort the dying first lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a guy. But I saved that president. dog, that kid. You do. The, dog, the dog's so. important. I'm the president, though. I give the rousing speech that gets everybody motivated, so it is what it is. I, I always just think it's important. Like, I, it's, always, it's always interesting to You're me. You're the idiot that flies like, into the plane into the ship. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> boys. Ship. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. 
Justin is like the nerd scientist that gets captured by the alien and like grabs Rem around the throat and makes mm. him talk. He like would have been really helpful, but he just dies too early. And then like, yeah, what, do you, yeah. what, what do you the want? Can continue. Die! <laughs> <laughs> Scene is so good. Oh, do you know that's man. data from Star Trek? It is data from Star Trek. Spinner. Um, have you guys ever yeah. seen the YouTube channel Primitive Technology? No. Uh, no it is no. the coolest channel. So there's this dude that goes out, he sets up like a camera on a tripod and goes out and does survivalist stuff. And okay. Like he'll, so he goes out. Oh, you've shown me this. I'm sorry. You've shown me. This. It's the cool builds, as hell. Builds huts. And so he basically, yep. he can start fire by like taking the stick and, you know, putting kindling on to getting a log and, and rubbing the stick down and starting a fire. He can make clay. Uh, he can dig up river mud and then build a kiln and start a fire mm-hmm. in it and like bake clay. So he builds all these like really Whoa. elaborate huts. Like it's very, he builds um, a tiled roofed hut. Like oh, it's geez. primitive technology. You should look it up. It's awesome. That's cool. He built a car. It was crazy. He built a, car. <laughs> he built a metal bird and this lady's mom was like, that should not fly. <laughs> but he'll like, he'll build an ax out of nothing. Like all he'll have is a, he'll, he literally just, uh, he builds an ax out of a stone, like, like cavemen build out or like Indians build axes. Taking mm-hmm. rocks really? and not knocking them together until they get sharp, sharp enough mm-hmm. to cut a hole. Like so, you basically make a baseball bat-looking log, and mm-hmm. then in the thick part of the baseball bat, away from the handle, you put a hole in that can you can wedge a rock in yeah. there. Right. And then you have and then it's sharp on one side, and you have an axe. Yeah. Fucking cool. It's cool. Yeah. I'd like to think that I could do that, but I I don't. I, it would be a lot of trial and error. I think a lot of us feel like probably that way too, where it's just He's like maybe all of our heads combined. His his uh, I mean, he released a video a, a week ago. I just is what oh, it really? Yeah, and it has 2.4 million views already. It's the patience that gets you, you know? You have to have the patience to, like, sit there. Yeah. Like, like I think actually knowing how to build it, the steps to do it are pretty simple. It's the patience to be like, all right, I got to with the rock and shape it all this. That's mm-hmm. uh, oof. Yeah. I yeah, the, men- the mental yeah. game is, the mental game needs to be strong if you're going to survive yeah. in a place like that, too. Because, like, like you said, like, you, at some point you're just like, I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. I'm going to die. It's too late. I give up. Yeah, yeah, says says Jeff well, Goldblum dude, of Independence Day over here. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, he just—it's very interesting that he knows how to build a shelter. Now, in my person's case, she's not trying to stay put; she's trying to get right. going. She's trying get to get safe. somewhere where people will save her. It's just like she'll just die. Because Adam's character was trying to stay put, essentially, yes. right? For, yeah, yeah, for, yeah, that's interesting. To figure out what was going and on. Your yeah. person was trying to get out of there too, because you know, but he just didn't have gave means to get out. Yeah, yeah. There's there was no way <laughs> for that dude. Well, but I mean, look at the direness of that situation. Like this woman, she's dire. like, there's hope because she's in a, she's on land. There's air. You yeah, know. She's not trapped. She's not trapped. Right. Yeah. And she, if she was trapped too. in that car. Like if she had crashed and then couldn't get out of the airplane seat, she'd probably mm-hmm. feel a lot like your guy. She would just die. That's, in that's that crazy. Car seat. She not only survived a 10,000, then she survived like the, the a treacherous jungle that she's never been in before, essentially. But it just says basic yeah. knowledge of. That's crazy. The fall alone should have killed her. It's crazy oh, yeah. that she has yeah. right. That perilous situation coincides with losing her mother. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, also, yeah, that's true. So like she, she survive after just losing her mom. Yeah. And like she doesn't at that point, she doesn't know her mom has died. Right. Yeah. Because she survived. Oh, so she yeah. Know. Yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, like she back gets back to the world, you know, a week and a half later and then finds out her mom, you know, they don't find her. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, um, you guys care if I wrap wrap this thing up? 
I think what we can learn from this entire thing yeah, is that yeah, wrap it up, Adam's thoughts. In order, um, Adam's <laughs> thoughts. In in order to ensure safety in a dire situation, you need one of three things: Coca Cola, some candy, <laughs> or friends in the paper business. And as long as you have one of those, you're going to be fine. So uh, always carry a little Twizzler. By the way, <laughs> or this podcast yeah. has been brought to you by Hershey's Kisses <laughs> or Peeps. Peeps actually. Oh Peeps. yeah, there you go. The the wonderful Easter candy. This is we are in the month of April. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. there you go. Um, uh, by the way, one the notable mention that I think uh, I thought one of us would have found out. Do you guys remember the movie Alive? Uh, where they crash in like Soc- the Andes? And they eat. Soccer team in and an airplane. In yeah. And they mm. eat each other. Like they... I, I, I thought about that one like late into like in the middle of this podcast. I'm like, man, that would have been a good one yeah. to bring up, actually. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Great story. They all, some of them freeze to death, cannibalize each other. Or the one, uh, oh, speaking of cannibalism. Oh, great story. <laughs> fun, fun for the whole family. You'll never guess what happens at the end. Speaking of cannibalism, we could have just gone into the Donner. I'm sure everybody's covered that one, too. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. let me let me but close whatever. this down. Listen, thanks for listening. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/researchanddestroypodcast. You can message us there. Uh, we respond to all the people that message us. Uh, you can get our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. And if you like this episode, uh, go there and rate us five stars. Uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Survivor. Yes. True. I'm not going to give up. Beyonce. I'm a survivor. We don't, you gotta we don't have the rights to that song either. We don't have any of these rights. <laughs> no I want, I want, singing I, that is. I want Queen Under Pressure. I want Beyonce Survivor. Okay. Or mm-hmm. Destiny's Child Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The, uh, isn't and there a band Firestarter from Prodigy. Ooh. Right. Firestarter mm-hmm. from Prodigy. That'd be so good. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. It's your story now. You, you, you decide what is right.